to match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat children. All right, we back. Motherfucking Tough Talk Podcast. Uh, we back after a short hiatus. Um... I had some personal shit going on. By personal shit, I mean COVID-19. Yep, it got my ass. And, uh, you know, I wasn't going to be on here talking and coughing all over the mic. So I just went ahead and took a little break, you know. Uh, Had the high fever and all of that. I think me and Ibrahim, we discussed... We're on this episode together, uh, no guest, but, uh, we briefly discussed, you know, me having COVID and, uh, of course a couple conspiracy theories or, you know, I wouldn't even say conspiracy theories, but just, you know, with COVID, everybody thinks they know like a cure and everyone thinks they know a different procedure after. And it's just really weird because it's just the flu, you know, it has a 97%, I think, survival rate. So you still have these two groups of people that one group almost pretended doesn't exist. And then the other group, group B will say, uh, treats it as if it's like fucking HIV or something. It's like, nah, quite contrary. It's actually pretty common, and most people that get it survive it, and it's not a goddamn death sentence, folks. Uh, It's Monday. I'm uh, recording the intro here. Me and Ibrahim recorded on Saturday. I don't think much has happened since then. Uh, Me and him got to discuss uh, the death of uh, DMX, the rapper. So that's here, which I'm still still just a little shocked. I mean, 50 seemed very young, but I guess in DMX smoke and crack years, it's not super young. And after a million world tours, like I was laughing because I saw somebody I mentioned that he overdosed. And of course, somebody decided to argue with me about it, a super DMX fan. Oh, hey, come on, man. He didn't die from an overdose. He died from a heart attack. And it's like, yes, a heart attack brought on by an overdose. It's just silly. It's like one of those things that like people don't actually die from AIDS. They die from complications of so drugs is the same. I think my reply to the person was, oh, well, in that case, Whitney Houston's family should sue the bubble bath company because she died from a bubble bath. It's just funny. You know, we just we don't like to believe that our heroes ever did anything bad. And I mean, it is kind of a hard pill to swallow because all his peers and contemporaries are still alive and doing well. And I mean, from Jay-Z to Nas to Common, that I think him and Common are the same age. And it's just hard to imagine them in that predicament of, you know, being found unresponsive and alone. The alone part is the part that stays with me. And I mean, even the locks that was his label mates, 
on Rough Riders at a point. Those dudes run a juice bar. So it's just like, <laughs> you know, how in the hell did he wind up alone doing drugs still at that age, you know? When his contemporaries are running a damn juice bar and basically vegans. And that's all they talk about, you know? So for him to have stayed the same is so strange, but... Obviously, I guess I should say R.I.P. And, you know, it's just sad to see. And all that dude did was pray and do drugs, apparently. So he just thought he was going to clean it up at a point and get it right, you know, and be with us for a longer amount of time. The funny thing is uh, Prince Philip died about 10 minutes before him and People, you started seeing some people be like, oh, that's crazy, Prince Philip, R.I.P. And then 10 minutes later, about like how Michael Jackson did to Farrah Fawcett, people basically dropped her casket and went, what? Michael Jackson's dead? Fuck this funeral. <laughs> it was about the same for Prince Philip and DMX as Prince Philip, Philip wasn't dead for... 10 minutes before people went, what? DMX is dead. What the fuck? This is a sad day. They completely forgot about him. Although I'll say those pictures of Prince Philip been floating around the internet for days. And the joke there was he already looked dead. I mean, he was 99 years old. I joked to somebody that royal family racism kept him going. Like, what if we found out that racism was the secret to a longer life? <laughs> like, hey, man, be racist. You can add about 25 years onto this. I mean, obviously, you got to laugh at the juxtaposition of DMX barely being 50. And then fucking Prince Philip is 99 over here. So it's just like, maybe maybe that racism preserves your body who knows and we always joking about how black don't crack with the lowest damn life expectancy black people are so damn backwards <laughs> but i'll save that for another time um what else is going on besides dmx um uh the black lives matter founder i think her name is patrice colors uh purchased, you know, a million dollar home in L.A. And it just got rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because we're all scratching our heads going, since when does activism pay? You know, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King died broke trying to uplift the people. Now, I ain't going to say you got to be broke, but I just don't know if you should be buying one point five million dollar homes in the Hollywood Hills from activism and off the backs of BLM, which everybody that has a brain has long figured out that it's a scam. I mean, you know, George Floyd's trial's going on right now, and the thing that always strikes me as weird is I think he was worth more to people dead than he was alive, meaning, you know, people need to examine why he had a fake $20 bill. So I bet you if he asked four people for $5, he couldn't get it. 
And that's a lie. With, with him dead, everybody's his best fucking friend and everybody loved him. And I think that's the struggle for most of us, you know, as black men in this country that people will make money of more money off us or will mean more dead than we ever will alive, you know. Something as simple as as getting twenty dollars is is such a hard task. But dead, everybody's you know selling a t shirt with your face on it and championing your cause. And I mean, Tamir Rice's mother already told us about BLM and the founders and how they're just making money off people's name. And I mean, why would they ever really? have any incentive to stop this thing when they're making money off of it. Uh, what else is going on? Guess on a lighter note, New York City clubs got to reopen, comedy clubs reopened after being closed for a year. So that's good news. Uh, Stand Up New York and New York Comedy Club getting reopened, make some dollars. Although people are already making a fuss because for some reason we still have a 10 p.m. curfew on the clubs that are open which the running joke there is well COVID doesn't work the night shift only like you can catch COVID at 10 a.m. just like you can at 10 p.m. just like you can at 1 a.m. so what's the point of closing is if that somehow makes us safer and I mean, as somebody moved that moved to New York from Indianapolis, I am a big proponent of New York being open all night. Like, that's the fun part about being in New York is that you can hang out late and that it's not fucking Montana and doesn't have a fucking curfew and things don't close at 9 p.m. So hopefully... In the next month or so, those clubs will be allowed to stay open until at least midnight. I mean, people don't even want to laugh until about nine o'clock, you know. You can have a show, and I mean, we have been having shows at 7 p.m. You know, the sun's still out. People don't really even want to have a drink because it's just like, what the hell, man? The sun's still out. Everything's funnier later, so... The later, the better for comedy. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, the NBA. It's That's a thing that's happening still. Uh, everyone's basically waiting for LeBron to return to the Lakers. They've fallen all the way to like the five seed. Uh, Phoenix, Utah. And there's another team that's hot. Phoenix, Utah, and Denver. That, that all are near the top of the division and everyone nobody really believes in them though we're all looking at it like fool's gold like look it doesn't matter what seed LeBron and the Lakers are they're probably gonna kick your ass so <laughs> we not getting too excited all that ball movement and shit is nice it's cute uh what happened with the NBA that was funny was that uh Paul Pierce got fired for some reason, we just woke up to Paul Pierce. Just these pictures of Paul, from Paul Pierce's IG live of him like smoking 
He's getting his hair cut for some reason. There's strippers there for some reason. And they shaking ass. <laughs> and then, yeah, ESPN obviously being Disney affiliated immediately announced, like, you're fired. And it's just like, what do y'all think? What do y'all think we think grown NBA superstars or former NBA superstars do in their spare time? Like, the weed he's smoking is legal. He's in California. These women are grown, paid entertainers. Like, nobody's mad at this. I don't know whose kid would have even seen it that would be upset. It's just like... Why are you following former NBA star Paul Pierce? I just don't know who Disney is fronting for with the ESPN partnership that it's like, yo, we grown over here. We ain't tripping off that. Uh, what else happened? Uh, oh, Kid Cudi, that I loved his first couple albums, his first two albums. Man on the Moon, his first album is a classic I mean, day and night, all those joints. But anyway, Kid Cudi, for some reason, resurfaced. He was on SNL. Not even sure what song he did, but he wore a dress, which I'm laughing because, (laughs) uh, you know, as a man, there's been a few men that have worn a dress. I mean, Dennis Rodman did it. When he did it, though, he was dating Carmen Electra, so it was just like, eh, I don't know. To date Carmen Electra, maybe I'd put on one, too. Like, nobody really cared. But then I seen that the person that designed Kid Cudi's dress was Virgil. And it just made me laugh of, like, the absurdity of, like, Virgil's in the fashion world because he knows Kanye and for some reason people keep handing him paychecks, but he's not actually good at anything. Like he designed Pop Smoke's album cover and people damn near protested in the streets because of how bad it was. Uh, Virgil also (laughs) famously last summer in the middle of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor and all that stuff, uh, Virgil wrote like a $50 check to BLM and it was just funny of just like the absurdity of like, oh, do you think you're helping? One is this is a, a scam organization. Two is that what the fuck is $50 when we can see you got million dollar contracts from Louis Vuitton to design to design badly, but to design because white people don't know who the hell is actually good at black fashion or hip-hop fashion. They just run behind Kanye and sign the, the nearest three people. One of the dudes is going, uh, I'm just a valet. I don't even know that nigga, actually, but thanks for the check. But yeah, Virgil, Virgil can't dress himself. He can't dress a man, much less give a, a guy a woman's dress. So it's just fucking funny, and I mean... The dress just looked horrible on Kid Cudi. It looked like a clear stunt. And he he tried to say it was a tribute to Kurt Cobain, which is just like, hey, man, don't be doing too many tributes to Kurt Cobain. Next thing you know, you got a gun in the garage. (laughs) Ah, what the hell am I talking about, man? But yeah, that's, you know, supposed to be your last line of defense is that 
oh man, you know, Rihanna designed this dress for me and said I look good in it and that it brings out my shoulders. And then every man just goes, eh, well, if Rihanna says he looks good, ooh, who the hell, hell am I to say something? Shit, I guess I'd wear one for Rihanna too. But this nigga is out here running around wearing a dress that another man designed. It's just like, dude, what the hell are y'all even up to? Anything, anytime I see Virgil's attached to something, I just start laughing like, I really hope Kanye became the president so Virgil could redesign the American flag and piss everybody off. Black people and white people's heads would have exploded. And Negro Virgil needs to be stopped. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm not going to talk much longer. Uh, what did we discuss on this episode, Ibrahim and I? Uh, we started off talking about my little bout with COVID. Uh, we talked a little bit about cars and different cars that we had had. Uh, and we talked a lot about DMX. Oh, and we talked about Derek Jackson's fake ass. <laughs> so if you hate Derek Jackson, you'll enjoy this episode. Uh, um, I guess that's all from me. Um, thanks for listening. Like, share, subscribe, and uh, check my page. I should have some shows coming. Yo. Hey, what up? Chilling, man. You can hear me? Good? Yeah, I can hear you. Sound clear. Cool. Yeah, how, how you about feeling? Me? Yeah, you clear. I'm, uh, using my, I'm using my Bluetooth headphones. I hope that the uh, the audio don't get all distorted and shit. But, yeah, uh, so we should be good. Uh, using mine, too, actually. So maybe that'll be the perfect pairing. I bet. Yeah. Try Stife. to make that sound how you, how you feeling post? Well, are you post Corona? Are you? Did you test negative yet? Well, I haven't tested negative yet, but obviously it's gone. You know the symptoms. No, nigga, you gotta go get tested again. Well, obviously I will at a certain point. Even this yeah. LA thing that I got coming up, it's they want you to have a negative test. You know, so yeah, get that shit. I'm not flying all the way to LA and then testing negative. To be told nigga. I can't participate. So. Nigga. Yeah, you should, you so, shouldn't even go outside the house right now to so, unless it's to get tested. Well, I mean, the way they they tell you is that you know you have COVID, obviously, and then after I think what did they say, fourteen days, you're good. You no, you're not. I mean? Nah, you're not good. A, a friend of mine who had COVID, he got COVID. He tested positive for COVID for three weeks. Well, it that's okay because obviously it took, the it took antibodies. But from what I understand, the um, contagiousness of it and you being able to spread it after 14 days is a no-go. Not even. And I mean, that's as I understand it. I'm not a doctor, obviously, and neither are you. So the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Listen, I've worked closely with motherfuckers. No, trust me. Do that. Get that goddamn test so you can find out if you're negative. And then once you're negative, then you know for sure. But after that 14 day shit, nah, nigga, you can still pass that shit on to somebody else if you're still positive. Well, you, like I said, that wasn't my understanding of it. My understanding of it has very much been that obviously you're highly contagious the first week and the first seven, eight days. And then after uh-huh. 10 days, there's a drop off. 
and then you're kind of told that you're okay to start moving around after 14 days. And the 14 is, you know, the extra four days to make sure you're not. And obviously, you would have to be very close to somebody to pass this thing anyway. Um, Obviously, it happened between me and my girl. So it's like, well, yeah, yeah, we were hugging and doing whatever. So obviously, what I got, she got, vice versa. But just a motherfucker on the streets, on the train, it's like, nigga, I'm not hugging you. Uh-huh. You stay back anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah, my uh my boy who's uh who's actually about to be you know my my brother in law, he we he and I was uh in the in the in my truck chilling and um like sitting next to me and we was in the car for like shit, like fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. And then the next day he found out he had it. Right. And I had to get tested for like I got tested like four times, so and you good. Because... I got tested like four times, but I had to get tested like at different intervals just to make sure I was good. Well, yeah, because obviously because, like, for yourself, in close you proximity, a family. And, you right. know, you don't, obviously, if you go down and you the head of the monster, you know, then everybody else kind of goes. But I said all that to say, just as I said earlier, you practically, to my understanding, got to be hugging a motherfucker because look how close you just said you were to him. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, but y'all weren't on top of each other and breathing on each other. <laughs> so, nah, the nigga, nah, the people he got it from, he wasn't close to them. Well, I know, and that's... the that's ones, what, He knows who he got it from. He wasn't close to them at all. That's what makes it tricky, but mostly, if you weren't on mm-hmm. top of somebody, you'll be fine. Mostly. Yeah. He knows who well, he got it from. Hey, well... Well, hopefully you come out negative, bro, and you get better. Well, the, better well, the funny thing is, and honestly, I've never been tested. My girl got tested and told me, well, I had it. So, <laughs> you <nigga>. yeah, just <laughs> like you a nigga. You did the, yeah, you did the, <laughs> well, she got it. I definitely got it. Well, no, nah, I mean, <laughs> it was fun, weird that's, because that's, when she said is, she had it, that, you know, she yeah. had just been tested and it was positive. Almost uh-huh. immediately, the symptoms kicked in. So it was just like, well, obviously, you know, one plus one equals two. Not all the time. Not all the time in this in this respect. Not all the time, but not true, but mostly. It's good. It's good. It's good to get tested, bro. Because it's good to get tested, because I had. A, then you know for sure, because there's been times where I felt as though I had it. Yeah. Because I was in the close proximity of people and everything, especially at the height of the pandemic, like mm-hmm. when I was doing shows and shit. And yep. I was going to get tested before they told us to go get tested. That we could. I was like, when the test was like brand new, I've been right. tested like twice. I've been tested like twice a week, but all before then because of the anxiety and because of everything, and I would feel like feel symptoms. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then you go get tested, you go, oh, you know, you're negative. It's like, oh, it's psychosomatic. So I don't know. I mean, like I said, you, you feel like a lot of it, it is mental. Where it's just like it can be hell yeah, bro. You know how many times I thought I had that shit when I when I get shorter breath and all of this stuff, mm-hmm. and I, I end up getting tested and quarantining for my so, yeah, family I'm and all that shit. Where I and never then I go think, and get tested. I never think I have anything, so I'm opposite. Yeah, I feel. You. And I mean, even but, once I had it, it was just like uh And that's the thing that you know, even some of those tests, you say, well, how accurate is it? I mean, literally, the guy who made the test just died like maybe a month ago and then we forget Uh that you go 
oh, this guy made the test to you thinking like, well, that's a lot, gotta be a long time ago. And it's like, no, he just made this test before he died, what, eight months before. <laughs> because he got, this he is, got a COVID? It's such a new thing. No, he didn't die of COVID. No, I mean, that irony to the motherfucker. <laughs> so you do a little test. Wonder, well, how accurate is is even the test even? And I mean, the funniest thing about it for me, and I mean, I guess I'll just describe it for those listening is the whole thing with COVID really is it's it's the flu. So it's not like it's not like they can do anything for you. You you just have like, to wait it yeah. out. And yeah, viral infections. Out. There's no cure for it. There's no cure for viral infections. Yeah, it's the flu. So it's you know, I, I guess on steroids a little. And I mean, me being younger, I didn't go to the hospital or anything. I just waited it out like you do the flu. You sweat. Yeah, and no. I mean, I'll say about the disease that it definitely is very, very much a mind playing tricks on you kind of thing because your fever kicks up so high that if you had any other sort of medical complications going on, it would obviously mm-hmm. trigger those. But uh-huh. lucky me, you know, just being able to deal with, oh, the, your temperature is just very high. And it did get tricky to the point where there were days where the left side of my body was, you know, 140. And then the right side of my body was cold. And it's just like, what in the uh-huh. fuck is going on? <laughs> At some point, I had yeah. to uh, soak myself in uh, hot water just to bring the other side of my body temperature up. So uh, I could see how if I was 70 and also having trouble breathing, you know, my temperature kicking up into the 140s would have also triggered all those things. So the 140s? Well, I'm just, huh? I was just saying enough. Hey, nigga, you dead. Huh? <laughs> and, and you, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Your temperature <laughs> don't even have to get that high. Nigga, you, you dead, dead at one. one you dead at like yeah, you dead at one ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you dead at one oh seven. And I, you ain't gotta get that high. And I say that you gotta get just as that, high as like one oh five, and nigga, you in trouble. And I say that's what makes me laugh a little about the um, the precautionary test of when you go somewhere, like like to a bar, or a restaurant, and they take your temperature. Uh-huh. It's like it's laughable because it's like, fam, if I was over a hundred, I wouldn't be here trying to get some fucking barbecue. <laughs> Like you'd be so hot you can't stand, and I mean that's how I was. So it's just kind of silly of like, you know, who's gonna be out at a bar trying to party and their temperatures up in the hundreds? It's like this nigga can't even walk down the street. Yeah, and 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 obviously you're sweating a lot. You know, I wouldn't have went anywhere while I was sick because I was sweating a lot. And it was very. Hey, nigga, why are you sweat? Why are you sweating? Right. Oak. So Oak. the whole idea. So, uh, oh, you know, I'm gonna be the one to tell Ibrahim his temperatures over a hundred, and it's just like, no, <laughs> he wouldn't have made it here. Uh-huh. Although I'll say, or 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 if your temperature's that high, is the nigga really gonna put himself in danger to forcibly remove you from the premises? Is there <laughs> and then, yeah, gonna, see that. You're gonna be evacuating the fuck. <laughs> Right. Yo, it's his bar now. Like everybody else, leave out the back door. It's his bar now. Like ain't nobody gonna walk. I'm not gonna put myself in harm's way yeah, to remove to this motherfucker remove by, by hand. Yeah, he's 105 and he's still in here. Like nah, he can have a bar. Yeah, that nigga clinically dead. <laughs> this nigga's gotta be safe. 
Word up. This is your, this bar is haunted. This motherfucker's a demon. Like, why the fuck is he walking around with 110 fever? Yeah, coming to get hot and doesn't feel it. Yeah, <laughs> just, like, just and out don't on know a Friday. It. Yeah. <laughs> Word up. So yeah, that shit is laughable. But I'll say after you know having it, and obviously it wrecked my world for about two weeks. And I'm just mm. now starting to feel obviously good enough to do the podcast and whatever. But obviously took myself off shows and had to, you know, some people will make you tell them of like, dude, I'm sick. <laughs> well, do you have? Well, like, are they, you they start- symptomatic and all that stuff? And it's like, bro, it shouldn't matter to you. Right. I mean, I get right. if you just want to know for your own research. Well, but for the purpose of the show, I'm not coming. Right. <laughs> Take me off. Right. Oh, well, right, right. maybe we could just get you up first before. No. What? <laughs> just trust no. me. I got a few. If anything, if anything, putting you up first puts everybody <laughs> in danger because everybody's got to touch that mic after trust you. If anything, nigga, you want him You want him headline. That's what I'm saying. But trust like, me. I got a few responses that I had to kind of double back and say, you know, COVID, the thing that shut everything down and people are dying from. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's the thing, right? You feel like you run into people on two extremes, meaning one extreme of don't give a fuck and damn near don't think it's real, A, or B, you know, the, the people that, that are over scared of just like, oh, well, what do you have to do now? Do you have to go detox and, you know, get an interior shower or some shit from the hospital? And you just looking at them like, no, it's the flu and I mean the survival rate is 90 what 98 percent so it is it does throw you off a little because there are people who overreact to it and it's like it's it's the flu (laughs) 98 percent survival rate now god bless the two percent that doesn't survive and like I'm saying you know has I guess pre-existing medicals or is fat overweight or old and just can't mm-hmm. handle, you know. Well well, it's motherfuckers who who um just the one thing that's fucked up about COVID that I found is that it it finds out what your it seems like it's a disease that finds out well people find out, seemingly healthy people find out they have underlining health conditions because of COVID. It's like COVID finds where you're weak, supposedly mm-hmm. and it and it and it and it uh plays on that. So like motherfuckers find out they got they got bad kidneys or they got bad you yeah. know liver conditions or they got bad whatever because of COVID and that's where COVID attacked them. Uh huh. You know well, what I'm it's what so I it's was like, telling oh, you earlier of you know obviously my temperature kicking up into the one oh fives one oh six whatever it was that right. is a thing that will expo- expose any weakness if you have it if you have that uh-huh. and shortness of breath now you're practically in the ICU and that's if you're lucky. And even once you get to the ICU, it might be telling you, well, there's nothing we can really do for you because this thing just has to take its course. And I mean, obviously Uh we've known there's a comic now, knock on wood that I won't say his name because I don't want to, you know, release his personal, but it's struggling. And they said he's on a ventilator. Because and, and oh word, there's a comic. There's a, there's a comic hemmed up. With yeah, COVID yeah. Right now. I mean, a lot of our OGs and stuff in the game that, especially early on, like even like a um, 
Rodney Perry, I remember when it first happened. And I mean, obviously, he's a little on the heavy side and, and also older. So this thing is exposing uh-huh. anybody. And I mean, it's a lot like a car, right? Where it's the uh-huh. check engine light, you you think, oh, well, my joint's just overheating. And it's like, it's going to overheat if there's anything wrong with it in the summer. And that's going to expose everything else. Right. And I mean, that what you just said right there is triggering because my check engine light has been on for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> man. I've been driving with a, I've been driving with a check engine light on because I know what I need to get done. But it's like the car is working, so it's like I'm just driving. Yeah, you have to do that, and you know that as a car owner. Of, I'm just You driving. know, that bitch is going to whine. So you you almost, like a kid, how they tell you to stop responding to a kid throwing a temper tantrum at a certain age. Yeah. yeah. That you have to learn to stop responding or they'll just keep doing it. <laughs> so that's a little yeah. like a car. I've known people to take tape and shit and stick it over that light because it's a mental thing for them. That's hilarious. That's a hilarious. mental thing for them. Of, I just... <laughs> well, if, you know, hear no evil, see no evil. Right. I don't know. I'm going to get it fixed eventually. I have to get the catalytic converter done. And I've been putting that off for a minute. And I know it's a, it's, supposed to, it's a major part that has mm-hmm. to get done. But I just been like, ah. No, nah, I, I know. <laughs> and you 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 I'm talked like, about ah. it a bit on one of these episodes of the pod, but of like, you know, oh that fourteen hundreds coming, and then it just <laughs> it's like your yeah, car hears coughing, it. Yeah. <laughs> Word, bro. I swear it's to like God, when a woman you know, it knows no it's your sense. payday, and all of a sudden, ooh, uh, I, my, my throat is dry. I could go for oh, some. It, uh, it, it, <laughs> uh, some Dom Perignon. You like well, Dom Perignon. I got something for your throat now. Listen, <laughs> all natural mm. solution. But, uh, you know, yeah, and then all of a sudden her feet hurt. Ooh, I could go for some shoes. Girl, you know I mm-hmm. got paid and now everything needs to, to be new or updated. But, uh, uh, oh, speaking of money, speaking of money, crypto is doing really well. My nigga, you need to get into crypto, man. I'll look into me. it, man. Uh, I'll say Bruh, those 4X people and stuff online, they're really nah, fucking fuck them, aggressive. The 4X and the crypto. They are. Because they're yeah. kind of run together. Yeah, not. Well, them niggas, you, they scammers. You, you don't deal with them. You can do this shit okay. on your own. The 4X shit, I, I was going to get into 4X maybe like five years ago before it became this big trend yeah. or whatever. But you got to be up all hours of the night. That literally takes over hmm. your life. And I'm like, nah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Because you have to be up when the overseas markets open. And that literally is a round-the-clock thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, nah, I can't can't commit to that. Fuck that. Um, This crypto shit, though, my nigga, like, even if you use it as a savings account, it's it's, it's dope as fuck. Is it one of those things where you can cash out at any time, or is it... Yep, you sure sure can. I know some shit will try to 16 months, and you go, damn. I'm missing my fourteen hundred nah, for sixteen months. Nah, that's if you stake it. If you stake, like put staking your crypto is like putting that shit in a, in a TV. Okay. So you'll have somebody be like, "Yo, put so much of your Ethereum in there for for ninety days, and we'll pay you this APR over that ninety days." So you pretty much lock it up, and then when it comes back out, they'll match what you put in there, whatever rate they negotiate in the agreement, and then they'll throw some percentage on it, and then you're able to 
cash out on it or trade it or whatever mm-hmm. after that. But that's taken. But the other shit, my nigga, I put like $90, $99 on this one, this one card, Cardano or ADA or whatever. And that was when it was like nine cents. That shit is up over a dollar right now. That $99 I put down is like $1,300. Nice. Okay. Bruh, so I'm telling you. Now, shit, don't be shit, too loud. Shit, don't let on your own is real. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hold, hold up! I feel it a little dry. Oh, oh, oh look! Oh, we got thirteen oh, hundred. <laughs> oh, oh, we, oh, we, we. Did, you, did I hear say we had investments? Yeah. <laughs> I swear you. I swear you. Your car, your car, get your car. Fucking breaking down when you get money is like getting stuck up by your best friend. That shit is real. You, the betrayal you know of that shit. Uh, up. A robbery cover of their face, and it's like, motherfucker, I know your voice. Uh, That's you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, use your use your inside voice it's here. Like, it's like, word, we we've been everywhere together, baby. You gonna do me like this, bro? I remember when my I remember when I was driving to. I did, it was like one of the it was like one of the best nights I had lined up on a Friday night. In New York City comedy, right? It was like finally I'm finally I, so I had three shows lined up. Now you know for that's me that's lot. big because like at, at a at a particular time I'm talking prime time nice. shows. Like literally I had one at seven, one at eight, and then I had Freddie Sheffield, and you know Freddie Sheffield. Oh man, about yeah, nine, that's right? the perfect perfect so third had, show to have. And it and it was were and it was all in Brooklyn. So I was gonna hit boom boom and boom on a Friday night, and it was um I forgot what weekend mm. it was. So it was a decent weekend. So the first show was uh, Dave Lester when he had the show at the African yeah. spot. I was hitting there, then I was in another spot, and then Freddie. So I'm driving down Route 78, right, mm-hmm. getting it. All of a sudden, all the lights in my car yeah. went out. All the, the dashboard, everything, bro, in my car cut off while I'm mm-hmm. driving down the highway. I had to fucking muscle my car over because you know the power steering oh, goes too. Yeah, yeah. I had to muscle my car over into the divider, dude. I had to muscle that shit over, and I end up slowing the car down because I didn't realize my car had cut yeah. off. You know, I'm just I'm going down the highway. Then I tried to accelerate, and and everything's off. And I said, oh shit. So it reminds me of you remember that part in Iron Man when he goes up <laughs> and when he's yeah. trying to see how how high the the, the suit can go, and then all off. of a sudden yeah. everything cuts off. Yeah, Jar- yeah, Jarvis just went out. That's exactly what happened Damn. to my truck. And, nigga, it was one of the most <laughs> things in my life, yo. But around that time, I had just got uh-huh. some money. Listen. <laughs> and, it's, and, it, and my truck was like, oh, really, nigga? Oh, we going to when, do You think you about to go When I lived in dream? Buffalo, <laughs> I had a gig. Where, did, where was this gig? I'm trying to think. Or maybe I just did Yuck Yucks in Toronto. So, yeah, that's what happened. I did Yuck Yucks in Toronto, right? But just about the same type of situation you talking about. It was around tax time. Just just hit for uh, that little bit of money that's, you know, coming back to you. It, it might have been around eight hundred dollars or something like that, right? Anyhow, mm-hmm. my Cadillac, um, what had happened in this Cadillac? Oh, it used to it started overheating, right? Around that time. And I'm driving to Toronto mm-hmm. from Buffalo at the time I lived in Buffalo and same shit to where I had just learned a new maneuver of yo, when you come down them hills, throw that bitch in neutral so that uh it doesn't uh-huh. overheat. You know, if you just drive like that. And I remember driving all the way back from Toronto like that. 
And and then, you know, obviously later on deciding to move to New York and I sold the car anyway for the body. The body was so banging, you know, uh on a Cadillac DeVille that it, you know, almost didn't matter. I still almost got a thousand dollars once I sold it, but I remember having to drive it, learn to drive it like that, basically. You get on the hill, throw this bitch in neutral as you come down, and even as you sit at a light, do not keep it in drive Uh or it's going to overheat. And But, yeah, so I don't miss having a car. I haven't had a car since I lived in New York, you know. Oh, I I found out another trick to keep a car from overheating, right? So it's this old white dude that I hit up on that I, um, reach out to, I don't reach out to him. I watch his videos on YouTube. This old white guy, screechy voice, I've got his name. But he's like a he's been a mechanic for like fifty, sixty mm. years. So when your car's overheating, he says put on your put on your throw your air on and put it on the face setting. And what it does is it cools off the uh the car's heater okay. core. Cause most of the time when your car's overheating, the heating core starts to overheat. So he said put put it on the face setting you know when it, you know the setting yeah. on the AC or whatever, roll, roll the windows down, put all of the vents out towards the windows, and re- let that run, and that brings the uh, that cools the heating core down, and it brings in natural air. Also, yeah, take off the circulator, because you know, like we throw in the circulator when yeah. we throw in the AC. He said, take that off and let the natural air get pulled in. The natural Through air the gets pulled in and, and it cools off the okay. heater core. Yeah, Through the fan, true. right? So when you gotta we. When your car's up, that's for anybody else who's listening who got an overheated car until you can make it to where you get it get fixed. Because I had a problem with my truck. One of the la- one of the last problems I had with my truck was um, my uh, fucking uh, head gasket. One of the head gaskets were, were, were had to be yeah. done, and my car was overheating and it was like last summer. Mm. And I was like, damn, what the fuck I got to do to get this shit cooled down? Because I had a show that right. I had to make it to, and I'm driving from up here into New York City. And for those who don't know, it's like an hour and a half drive. So I, I, while I'm driving, I, or I, I was sitting in the gas station, I threw a man video on. He told me. I did <laughs> Hold on, you I had the video on while, while you was driving? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. funny. I had to, no, I, look, I punched him in while I was at the gas station. I drove out. He told me what to do, and I, okay. did, I did that. I turned the, I turned the air on That's and let the shit just think, blow in. Bro, cool my shit off. We think our car can hear us. That's extra funny. I'm just it, it, yeah. it being like, Mm-mm. you ain't even finna get in here with that bullshit. You finna take me to the shop like my man you will say. That's, that's fake news. Right. <laughs> my car was like, that's fake news. That ain't science. Okay. No, old boy was old boy was the vaccine. Hilarious. The little tips he was giving me was the vaccine, and my. My car was like, I'm not, they was an anti-vaxxers. Like, I don't Mm-mm. believe it. It's you finna do science. exactly what my manual say on page three. Now, we doing what that white man say on the YouTube. Or, yeah, or the white man was the conspiracy theorist, and the manual is the is the vaccine. <laughs> the manual you know what the, I always wondered about fucking doctors and shit. when I had my Cadillac was, you know, obviously that's the best car I've ever drove. And I mean, if I get some money again, what year? I think that was like a 2000 and uh, I want to say 2002. And I mean, obviously, I had to join in okay. 2010, 2009 or so, right, so right. a few years after market. But that fucking North Star engine, I always wanted to, as a black man, I always felt a little conscious of like, yuck. 
you know, we still following mm-hmm. the North Star, you know, the, the same one your ancestors followed. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Damn, I never even thought of that. Yeah, you're right. A lot, and a lot of black men drove, mm-hmm. drove Cadillacs. That's funny. Hey, yo, what's a car? There's a car, bro. I saw a car that I haven't seen in years, but I always yeah. thought was fly. And I thought that I think they should bring back that I always wanted was an Acura Legend. Ooh, I saw one of them the shit years ago. An Acura Legend, like a Ooh. like a ninety, like a ninety five, the big body uh, one. Is it ninety nine uh, problems? Yeah, Jay Z. Obviously, the song that he's rhyming yeah. about is Wait. an Act Legend, or the car that he's rapping yeah. about because yeah. you know, for back then that was the dealer car. And it was like something mm-hmm. like extra extra room in well, the trunk well, that they used well, to use it for, mm-hmm. which obviously the cops right. caught on. Acura Legends was a Acura Legends was a drug dealer car and a Lexus SC four thirty. Oh yeah, that Once was another. Into those. That was another or E class mm-hmm. or E class. It was a E uh, a E class Lexus, right? There was yeah. a Lexus E class, right? Which is all funny yeah. because it's like a um, there's a curve meaning like. There's the point where mm-hmm. all the dealers kind of know, and then there's the curve of the cops catching up to it, and then just you getting pulled over nonstop. Like my uh buddy right. back home had a um infinity. You know what I'm talking about? He had an infinity, yeah, and the the number but the um how do how do I want to say this? The battery of the car wasn't in the front; it was in the back. Mm-hmm. In the mm-hmm. And he said, "Yeah, all the time I get pulled over, and the first thing they say to me is, this is a popular drug dealer car because there's extra room in the front because there's no battery here.' Which is also some dangerous shit because you mm-hmm. riding around with your battery in your back seat, <laughs> it, which is just like, yeah, you mm-hmm. save space, but at the expense of what?" <laughs> You fuck around and your mm-hmm. and your battery well, shit, explode you have, or some shit. You have well, well, you have. Uh, I think Volkswagens have the battery. Oh well, the yeah, they, but see, those are foreign cars that it's just like, yeah, we know y'all on goofball shit. <laughs> so, so was an Infinity. Infinity is a foreign oh, car. Oh well, yeah, yeah, duh. But 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 I'm just saying, like, a Infinity's a Japanese car. Very mm-hmm. obviously a foreign car. Whereas an infinity, you you gotta do some research to go. Wait, this is foreign. That's why everything in this bitch is mm. so goofy. And I mean, obviously, you mm. you ever had to give somebody a jump in one of those? <laughs> and now it's oh just like God. you know, weird. Well, okay, let me try to uh, squeeze in here behind you and pull up to your fucking passenger door and, and, and put the jumper cables through there because yeah. you got a fucking battery under your seat instead of in your hood like a normal yeah. fucking person. Yeah, one of my I, one of my old like I have owned three OG cars in my life. My early car all three of my, my first three cars was one was this uh eighty nine Cadillac Fleetwood Brome sixty mm-hmm. special. Uh a nineteen seventy six Chevy yeah. Impala. And a 1982 Oldsmobile Delta mm. 88, and what you'll see about all those cars is that all the parts were wide open, like you can get to them. They designed those cars where the average of oh, everything don't even get into that cars. because yeah. And as years and as years went on, they start making all of these 
tight, more secluded, and more under the engine, so you can't reach it. Right, right, and now that's why you have to always go back to the dealer. And now you talk about the North Star engine. The North Star engine was just encapsulated in this Mm -hmm. plastic case that they literally, if you needed to get worked on, you had to like. You had to follow the out. big dipper, they, just like your ancestors knew, <laughs> to get up <laughs> under that engine. But yeah, um, I'll say the Cadillac whip was obviously they was gonna fuck. They was gonna fuck. They was gonna they was gonna fuck you like the three fifth compromise. <laughs> <laughs> that was for your tax return. Three fifths of your right tax up. return belonged to that North Star engine. It was gonna belong to Cadillac in the North Star. Mm-hmm. Heard up. Like God damn! Uh, no, nah, go ahead. My bad. There's no distractions here. You know how we did, just rolling. But uh, that the Cadillac was my favorite car. But the best car I ever had was I had a '90 Bonneville, and this was a mm. GM Pontiac. Pontiac, Pontiac. yeah. Pontiac I was just more. about That's to crazy. say that, and I knew when I drove it, that was the Cadillac got the compliments from all the black people. So. You know, the OGs and all the way to the OGs would roll up and, hey, hey, I see what you doing, young fella. <laughs> you know, with they seat leaned all the way back. Uh-huh. You looking like, is anybody even driving that motherfucker? They got the seat back that far. Right. But, and obviously that's rolling through uh-huh. Indiana, Indianapolis. And the opposite was the 90 Bonneville. Meaning yeah, they would you, pull yeah. up. The yeah, white walls on the Cadillac? Yeah, white walls. Yeah, and it's still walls. clean, oh, though. Wow. But yeah, go ahead, the bo- 90 right. Bonneville got the compliments from the old white dudes because they understood the motor. Mm-hmm. So they would always pull up on me and say, boy, that 3800 motor, you got to keep that. I don't care what you do to the body or mm-hmm. if you get rid of the car, but that 3800 motor, and I mean, that motherfucker has so many miles on it. And Powerful, yo. What year was that about Bonneville? Yeah, the the engines, the Pontiacs were known back in the fifth. Was it the fifties or the sixties? Those were like the old, like oh yeah, and American made. They used to race the 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 road. Yeah, it used to be the old hot rods. A lot of the Pontiacs. Um, my seventy six Impala was a three thirty. It had a seventy six Impala or three fifty. That sounds clean. Yeah, that's what I said. I had a nineteen seventy six Chevy Impala. It was uh, it was it was a rough. It was a my car was very similar, even though they're two different uh, uh companies. But my car aesthetically looked exactly like the um the car from the Blues Brothers. <laughs> okay. But my car was my car was brown, okay. but the same body style. I had the I had the I had the bumper with the thing. Yeah, that you also got the hat from the Blues Brothers, and, so that's perfect. Yeah, that's hey, perfect. I, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Hey man, Elwood Blues was my nigga. Yo. You know what's Dana crazy? I've never Elwood watched Blues. that movie. I love I Elwood have to Blues, go through bro. And check it out. You wildin', classic, fucking classic, bro. But El- Elwood Blues to me, like everybody, like John. Uh, what was Belushi. Uh, John Bel- I always mix them up. But uh, John John Belushi though. But John Belushi, everybody like John Belushi. I was I liked Ackroyd as Elwood Blues. Let me ask me, you this, Wallace. Wallace, but, uh, on yeah, the brain. you gotta watch yeah, that I movie, man. Check that movie out. Let me ask you this, Wallace, on the brain. You ever think one of the reasons niggas love um old school cars is that they from years that niggas couldn't have cars? <laughs> like how a nigga hey, be in love with a 55 Impala. 
And it's like, well, yeah, because it's 1955. Your yeah. ass couldn't have that. And neither, even if you was alive, you know what I mean? That, mm, I think, Carl, I think, I think, I think people in general are men, particularly. We look at cars, cars for older men, especially older black men, are like how niggas look at Jordans now. It's like when you get, you're younger, you wanted Jordans, your family gotcha. couldn't afford it. But then you get a particular old. You so go you, now. That's so you did just answer my question. New Jordans is selling like hot. My question. But you're saying, but you're saying, you saying niggas couldn't have those cars. They can have them. They I had mean, them back then. you you I get mean. what I'm saying though, right? If you're barely free and you're only making a truck. nickel <laughs> to the white man's dime, you looking at that car like, man, that's freedom basically. So I feel, uh, I feel like I don't know. I think black. I feel what you're trying to say, but I think black people mm-hmm. did own those cars. Oh, black people did own those cars. They owned well, them at the same Well, obviously, I know white, we did own them, them, but I'm I'm half joking, but half serious. Of like, oh, got you. Is that why we're so attracted to? Because you say, well, technically, niggas shouldn't love nothing before made before 1970. That shit was made with racism. Oh, 1950 uh-oh. Impala. <laughs> Yo, the shit that cracks me up since we on the subject of cars and stuff is that how, you know, NASCAR is making this big initiative to shift to trying to attract more mm-hmm. black fans and more demo- the dem- mixed demographic. But a lot of people don't know that black people had a major part in the formation of NASCAR anyway, because the original stock cars were the cars that were mm-hmm. running bootlegging. They were the original bootlegging cars. And black people were the original right. bootleggers. You know what I'm saying? And the cars were fixed up to run faster than the cop cars. Black <laughs> folks started that. It's always us so trying it's so to get away. So funny that how stock car racing... Right. It's crazy how stock car racing became popular in the formation of NASCAR because, of you know, white people took it and, and, and incorporated it. But the actual practice of uh, making car, making the cars faster... And all of that shit. Black people started that because we were the original bootleggers. We were the ones pushing moonshine and all that shit. In in the prohibition era, especially interesting coming into these times because that's the big um, gripe with legal marijuana. And I think New York just legalized it. And the big gripe always is Mm -hmm. okay, cool. It's legal now, but legal for who? And who's going to get the permits and the Basically, who's who gonna get, get made? Yeah, right. And it, and obviously, mm-hmm. us, you know, at a disproportionate rate of, they're making the barrier for entry so high that a lot of times we can't get into it, or it's way harder to a lot like acquiring a liquor license. Mhm. Right. This is what I was trying to explain, not to change the subject, but it's relative. When I was on that show, and I we we were debating about sex work. And I told these motherfuckers the same shit. I was like, y'all sitting over here championing sex work, but y'all don't understand by you championing this shit, you're only going to further exploit the poor and, black and women the that y'all saying that y'all trying like, to protect. That, that like the conversation really right. has been, oh, well, this whole OnlyFans thing, but then you going, wait, it's this girl's 18th birthday. So at a point, you just like, well, damn. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about- That's a little... 
creepy and a little. I don't even want to. I don't like the term creepy, but a little. Um, it, it's a little too but, convenient. Yeah, yeah. My thing is, they want to judge the guys who went and and um paid for her OnlyFans as creeps, which mm-hmm. to me they are, right? But at the same time, you can't have. Well, it's a sexual liberation, well, and this woman can be, do what she wants. But at the you, same you, time, you're throwing stones. At the guys who are patronizing, who yes. made this chick a millionaire, but less, in less the first six hours, it's like on the millionaire in the first six hours. I think a lot of those girls be lying. That it's like, no, no, no. I'm talking about the one girl in particular, that it, chick, the catch me outside bitch. She, she made like I a, haven't she heard like a anything like about that on my end, so I can't, I can't, I can't. Confirm. Oh, you did? No, I'm saying I can't confirm oh, yeah? nor yeah. deny, but. Because I haven't heard anything about it. Well, I'm just fighting the whole. Obviously, somebody who's in that world or, you know, patronizes that world that I would have heard about it by now. But like I said, I'm very aware that a lot of them are lying about the income and the figures. And and I can imagine so. People are so dumb that they just run off clapping. Oh, look what she just did. And it's like, you shut up, stupid. She didn't just do that. She 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 just told you she did. And your stupid ass is here clapping. But here's something I will say for the conversation mm-hmm. that we're having that I think is funny is, you you know, everyone's now clapping for sex work, just as you were saying. And to the point mm-hmm. that they don't even question something like, like I said, you know, a woman lit- literally becoming 18 and, and turning on an account, you know, two days after she becomes... So the Marcus Houston thing that everybody was online judging him, you know, and I think he, him being about Mm, 40, mm, right. 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 Being about, I think 19 that he wound up marrying or, and people started digging into it to say, Oh, well, you know, he knew her since a certain age and this is grooming and that's predatorial behavior. And you looking Mm. And you're going, well, he technically is doing the most honorable thing he could do to her. You would clap if she started the damn OnlyFans at this same age. So what the fuck is the Uh big deal? Uh He can't marry her? But if she said pictures of her ass for $8, did that's the thing that we need to clap for? Because she's liberated, yeah. Right, but then at the same point, you have the same people who said that he's a creep for doing that. Is also you have all these young chicks who are calling Ron or Ivy a goddamn zaddy at seventy nine years old, and his wife well, is forty. That's the thing, and and <laughs> hilarious, <laughs> Mister Biggs. He's seventy nine. Yeah, he's seventy nine. His wife is forty. He married her when they've been together fourteen well, years. He married her when he was in because his fifties. It doesn't and she matter, and that's how the game go. That's how the game goes, crazy. and that's what's yeah. so damn funny about all these dudes sitting online. They don't realize the reason the woman's saying what she's saying is because she's fucking jealous. You know, she's forty with two kids right. and two hundred and fifty right. pounds, and and sitting there looking at Leonardo DiCaprio wifing up. His, you know, tenth, twenty-two-year-old, twenty-two-year-old, fresh out girl, <laughs> twenty-one-year-old chick. Her re- looking Word. at the picture and realizing she can't compete with her 
So then going online and saying, is it, right. is, is it, she's going to throw salt in the game. He's a predator. And of course, women are supposed to come underneath that stuff and clap because they feel the same way. They feel like they should be on his radar uh-huh. because they're, they're his age. But that's not how the fucking game go for a rich dude. And then you, you see the right. men I'm, I'm about follow to... it, and you almost go, stupid, don't you to get realize pushy, yeah. that bitch is hating? <laughs> you know, you as a right. man, you're supposed to see yourself in right. him and clap for him. But instead, they... Mm-hmm. He playing the law. He playing the law of the average. They, listen, Leonardo is playing the average. My guy, Kevin Sims, because he be telling them the truth of Bitch, yeah, I know it makes you mad, but I'm telling you how the game go. Oh, well, that's predatory. Mm-hmm. And he'll flat out call him out on it and go, oh, you're trying to use shaming instead of keeping your old, yourself in shape and trying to somewhat compete. And just like he'll tell them all the right. time when they call out luck there of, ma'am, even if you bumped into a dude that Met your qualifications per the money, he's gonna go get a woman half your age with you know that looks just like you, mm-hmm. walks like you, talks like you, but with less baggage in the physical sense or the mental sense, and also without the physical baggage, meaning you know she's at you but in shape, <laughs> and they they be mm-hmm. getting mad. But I like, uh, fuck your feelings, what do you see? <laughs> yeah, this, this uh, I was I'm in this Islamic marriage group or whatever, right? So this sister had recently posted something to the effect of it. I'm a paraphrase because I can't really remember exactly, but it was it had something to do with value. It had something to do with if a man can't uh, or if a brother can't um, something appreciate your value or some shit like that. And I'm like, oh, or, or he tries to under he tries to undersell undersell you or something like that and i told her i was like the whole courting process between men and women is a negotiation why the fuck would i accept your first evaluation (laughs) the the first offer i said y'all don't know anything about negotiation why why should i overpay because of your inflated self-evaluation of yourself when you're saying you're this we talking about that and I say I'm willing to I'm willing to put this for we talking about you. cars a you lot of saying? those women like, what, what are you need to about? write after 35 or so need to write on the window or OBO and a lot of them are not writing oh, <laughs> or, or, or as is or, or best offer the as is like I said, I for, listen to right. the call up the case because they don't. And you going, lady, and he flat out said it one time out of frustration. He flat out said to one of them, "Ma'am, you're trying to sell something for more than what it's valued at. You're looking for worth. something." Yeah, yo, and it's just like yeah, bitch, you would get I, I sued, said, yo, for lying. For a lemon, yeah, you sold me a lemon, bitch. Like <laughs> but the any lemon law. That's about Yo, his I, uh, worth his salt. Gonna test drive it and take it out. Right. So 
you can sit here lying all you want, but when I put you on the highway, we seeing what the fuck is really going on. And the, yeah. uh, what Heard is about it? The, what that stop leak. The... <laughs> he said, look, 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 look. Like, bitch, you still got a carburetor. They don't even make cars with carburetors no more. You got leak, a carburetor. Uh, that people put in. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, it's yeah. smoking and shit. <laughs> no, but I, I said, um, so I did a I did a spot at uh I closed out Dave Lester's show at the yeah. at the Bedford Manor, right? So I'm doing my shit right and all of a sudden in, in a part of my set this this older woman yells out something about uh something somehow I got onto the subject of being a sugar daddy. And I said, Shit, I'm closely approached because I have this whole you know, thing I do gotcha. about getting older and stuff like that, getting more mature. So I was like, say something, man, I'm approaching sugar daddy age. <clears throat> and this lady yelled out something. And I said, you know what? It's funny you said that because this yeah. has been on my mind, right? I said, what is with all you, I said, what is with all you older bitches looking for <laughs> a sugar daddy? I said, if you are over 35 and you are looking for a sugar daddy, I was like, <laughs> I was like, you need, something's wrong with you. I was like, why the fuck would I be a sugar daddy? And invest in somebody that's thirty five. Well, yeah, at a certain point, right? it's like now nah, y'all are like, too I like, I, I, I was, <laughs> You on the younger end, right. and you on the older. But I'm like, but all. So, right, but my thing is, my my thing is with that is, I said, all right, you don't get what I'm saying because of course they turned on me. So I said, oh, okay, you don't get what I'm saying. I said, all right, you know how like when the government starts bailing out, starts putting out stimulus packages, and what are the first companies they bail out? the J.P. Morgan Chases, all of these established businesses that's been around for all these years. I said, what's the first thing you think about? You go, what? Y'all been making millions of dollars for all of these. What the fuck do you need a bailout for? I said, that's y'all 35, 35 and over. <laughs> I was like, I'm y'all like, J.P. Morgan You ain't master paying y'all your own bills. the AIG. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Like, what yeah. have you been doing for the last 35 and 40 years? I said, why would I invest in you when I can invest in a much more youthful, much more younger well, and enthusiastic what I'm saying, startup? And that's all, that's <laughs> I said, all I can invest low, be in there at the beginning. Is, is that these women are calling up there and he has to tell them, hey, even if you met a man that met your entire checklist, he wouldn't want you not he wouldn't want price. You. <laughs> he would go get Nope. A younger you for the same price. So you need to lower your fucking price. And then women be flipping out. It's just like, I, I don't know. What did I just say? Write OBO on the fucking window and let's go. You've been trying to sell this thing for three Boy, years. You ain't gonna <laughs> buy, find no takers. Write OBO and let a motherfucker is calling up to and <laughs> well, talking about they refuse to negotiate. Well, guess what? It's just gonna be sitting yeah, in your yard, call? honey. Yeah, what do they call those cars that roll over to the next year that they was new cars <laughs> and then they never sold? They call them uh, holdovers or hell back. I, I call what they, them the annoying. Them, but pretty much, it's like if a if a yeah if a. <laughs> If they are 2020 and they done rolled all the way over to 2021, 2022, now the 
dealership is trying and to I mean, sell them I at just, a discounted rate. I just say this, and we'll like, get into this next subject. And obviously, I want to get into DMX here. We'll do, we'll kind of end on that note, but um, because we kind of rolled into the misogyny portion of, of the program without warning there from cards, but uh, as we keep or I keep mentioning Kevin Samuels here. I realized we never talked about uh, his opposite. I guess his um, Professor X to Kevin Samuels Magneto uh, would be uh, the clown Derek Jackson. <laughs> Derek, oh, Derek Jackson. Oh, man. Oh, man. I saw right through this motherfucker way earlier, morning. man. Oh, bro. It was glorious. I almost called it. was glorious. <laughs> it's glorious, bro. But we've been and saying this about this motherfucker for years, him, yo. Looked at him and went, "If that nigga don't get the fuck off the internet, telling women what they want to hear." That's all he was doing. That's all. He, but see, I wouldn't have no problem with his hustle because I got what his but hustle was. But you understood was. that it but was the thing a was, hustle. He kept shitting on. He and kept most shitting. women. Yeah, I couldn't understand hustle, that they're being hustled, bro. Yo, he kept shitting. The, the thing is, yo, dude, you could have made as much money as you wanted, but pretty much he followed the, the, the Tyler Perry template. You shit on black men, you get women to go, yeah, that's right. You get black women on your side, and they'll give you whatever you want. They're going to pay to listen to you. They're going to give you some pussy well, the on the side, which is what he got caught with. That I gonna, give gonna, Tyler gonna fall- Perry is at least there's some sort of art going on there. With this nigga, though, there was no right, right, production right, right. value. This nigga is no just art. sitting in a car with his no, check <laughs> engine light probably on We're and, and staring on. straight into a camera <laughs> and just pandering every fucking day. That, you, you know what was funny? is uh, And Kevin Samuels called him out on it. Kevin Samuels went, the boy got a video talking about how 40-year-old women and up are the most lit group today. And he goes, the nigga's married. How the fuck would he know? And it's like, yeah, this is just a flagrant lies. Forty-year-old uh-huh. women are... The, uh-huh. let, let me explain for three minutes and a half minutes in a car why they're the most lit group today. And you're just staring at your phone because you're going, that, What? That- you look in the comments, it's nothing but dumbass 40-year-old women going, ain't that right? Women. <laughs> and it ain't right. And I mean, they got in trouble, and I guess we should state, or I should state for the listeners that obviously Derek Jackson is a relationship, and I mean, I'm using air quotes, guru, Ooh. expert that came to power over the last few years, and I think just any guy that saw it just almost it, like it makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth because you go like there is a side to um, I don't want to say telling women what they want to hear because that's obviously horrible. That's like telling a fat person that eats nothing but McDonald's that they can keep li- living that way and that it's OK. And I guess his strategy more would be they need to learn to accept you. And I mean, this dude uh-huh. was just basically just making money from te- te- a telling women what they want to hear, and b keep telling them that no man they come into contact with is good enough. 
which keeps his hustle going. Because mm-hmm. if you're always single and you always need Keep to come here, what I got to say, you know, I'm never going to date you. There's not enough mm-hmm. space. I guess he could fuck you, which I guess is what he got in trouble for. But just, I don't even know, man, where to start up. You know, it's laughable to me. I didn't realize, I didn't realize oh, he was, oh, he's only, I think, 32. And it's just like, who the f- You've been listening to him for over five nah. years? Nah, fuck. So women came up with a, a 25-year-old yeah. relationship fuck. expert? What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, shit, fuck that nigga. That nigga's only five foot six. That's hey, the hey, shit that chill, bugs me the fuck out. out. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm teetering <laughs> around five, five, six in the heels myself, so. Ah, that motherfucker is five. No, what I'm saying, it's funny because of all the emphasis that bitches put on men being over six mm-hmm. feet and men got to be this and that. And here it is. This guy was playing a role as your ideal man because you've seen the muscles and all that shit. And the motherfucker <laughs> only five, six. Oh, they had that was like the icing on the cake. It's like not only was he a panderer who was who was juicing y'all, he was also cheating on his wife, and he's also five six. So y'all were listening to somebody who, according to y'all, y'all would never y'all would never get a t- the the light of day. Y'all would never give the time of day. And kept and kept, <laughs> and kept <laughs> saying to him, hilarious, oh, bro. Uh, don't date a narcissist." Let me tell you. Tell tell you five signs because that man is a narcissist, and you sitting there looking at it, going, "Well, motherfucker, that's because you are the narcissist." And not only that, but that's just one of those catchwords that I've come to hear over the years that makes my ears bleed. Alike, yeah, it's a dead giveaway to me that a motherfucker don't know what they're talking about. You hear a woman out narcissist. Mm. If you don't shut your dumb ass up reciting shit that that boy taught you, like I said, listening to somebody that ain't even forty, but, ain't got no fucking gray in their beard, and you know these women be mad at Steve. These women be mad at Steve. Have no life experience, going, and they're going, "Well, he on his third divorce, blah blah." And you going, "Well, a nigga can tell you what not to do. At least he's got that much experience, right?" Oh well, fuck Kevin Samuels. Right. He ain't. But to my thing divorced. is, and you keep going again. Gray in the beard. This is somebody you and then that they, probably look, look, and they also at the least it, can tell you what not to do. You sitting up listening to a nigga with a full yo, head of black and, hair, look like he just came from cheating, sitting in a fucking driveway. Yeah. <laughs> yo, but also what cracks me up about them going against Kevin Samuels is that they be like. Oh, fuck him. Right. He's gay. Why would y'all take your relationship right from this gay motherfucker? And I'm like, black women been listening to gay dudes for years. Now, all of a sudden, if this guy is gay, you ain't gonna Dog. listen to him now because when, he ain't saying well, what they you had the gay, 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 gay dude been telling y'all, um, fucking America's top model. He up here screening women, talking about that ain't how you walk. And you looking at him going, motherfucker, how would you know how a woman should walk? You speaking right. from experience? <laughs> Shut your ass up. And and that's what right. makes it so funny is that yeah, right. they'll listen, they listen to, him, to him, but then come over to Kevin and go, he's he's obviously gay. Well, that would be exactly what the fuck you like, according to you. Right. You know, since this man is right. an expert sitting up on top model, 
Yeah, that's what I said. They they put that on uh, social media a lot. Like, oh, he's gay. Y'all taking y'all advice from him. I'm like, since when did black women not listen to gay men? And I mean, even still, it's really a insult because it's like, oh, you're, <laughs> you're saying fashion, black men can't be me. Everything. That's what they're really saying. So that, to me, always reveals yeah. something inside of them that they can't even recognize what what a high-class man looks like. Th- that, to them, reads as gay. Uh-huh. And the girls that I know that uh-huh. say that shit are the exact ones that he's talking about, you know. The two kids, the pushing 40 and uh-huh. sitting up talking about, uh, you know, this is the price and you going, bitch, you need to learn to write OBO on your window. <laughs> I don't know what you did think uh-huh. is coming uh-huh. from you pushing 40 and like he be telling them. You're not getting better. You're probably getting worse. Oh, well, my education. Education. Mm. Since when men ever be, ever gave a fuck about your Don't education? Mean shit. And so, yeah, that morning, Derrick yeah. Jackson got his ass in trouble. It's just like, Women, yo, that's one thing. We've been waiting on This is the moment we've been training for. Yeah, but the thing that cracked me up was how they started going in on his wife. No, now, don't get me wrong. I agree with goofy. you here. But she's, she's goofy as fuck, but the, the shit they was saying, like, about how she dressed and how she this and how she that, it's like, and it's the chicks going in. Right. I'm like, it's not even the guys, but even some of the guys, like you said, it's the same guys who would, you know, who's the simps, who would run behind what the women are doing. And I went on the thing, and even the dude who claimed, he, like, it was one guy that posted right. like, he was kind of defending the wife, but he's like, oh, maybe all she needs is a friend who can tell her how to do her hair a little bit better and put some makeup on a little bit. And I'm looking at the picture they posted of her in this blue dress. Yeah, the girl is I'm actually like, the girl bad. Is fine. There is nothing yeah, wrong. She's, she's actually and, a good-looking and, woman. And, she's just and, goofy. I mean, obviously, what, what, what they show of her was a bad image, meaning you, you know, if you just kick in the door at any time and start filming your girl, it's like, yeah, she got her bonnet on. She's chilling. She ain't camera right. ready right now. So that was his mistake of right, right, nigga, right. how you get caught cheating and make your wife sit here with you, trying to conserve make that image so there. he can or that well, image so he can still sell fucking huh. books. Well, 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 every public figure has done that. Cheated well, on their wife was, and sat right this next was to the Kobe did it with because, his wife. And, and I'm glad you brought that up, <laughs> LOL, because yeah, all them niggas had the same exact face. <laughs> all them niggas made a meme of it. They all, all, yeah, the all of them did it. They, they sat there. And Hillary. They sat there. Yeah, all of them sat there with their wives well, discussing that was, their infidelity. That was the beautiful part about They've this, and I'm glad thing. that you brought that up, was that there really was no comparison because, as you just mentioned, Kobe and Kevin Hart before, and even Bill Clinton, there was a mm. distraction because yeah. they had other careers, meaning Kobe could go play basketball, Kevin can make a movie, and we forget. Right, 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 right. This nigga has no talent to speak of, so there is no distraction. It's just him again in a car mm-hmm. going, hey, y'all, 
here's what y'all men mm. need to be doing, and we all going, nigga, shut up yeah. and take your own fucking he, advice. He, he, he yes. literally and, shit and where he is. entire brand <laughs> he literally that he shit was right a on good guy. Ate. So the whole thing has just been dashed now, right. you know. There is no distraction. Like I said, Kevin Hart could mm-hmm. make more movies. We watch the movie. We ain't, we forget about that. Tiger Woods could play more golf. We forget right. about them other eight holes he had, the ones off the uh, course. But there is no distraction here. Yo, part part of me think part of me <laughs> think he had a hole in the car with him when he crashed. They just Man, ain't bringing that bitch up. And, and you know what's <laughs> funny about those guys? <laughs> Oh, that's just well, a, that's just a random he, thought. He was guilty of being married. That it was just like, why are you married? Stupid. Yeah. Yeah, Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Oh, you talking about Tiger Woods? I think Tiger Woods. Uh, I I never. They have a documentary on him and and going through all of that stuff. And I've I've been meaning to watch it, but even without seeing it, and um, I just think Tiger yeah. Woods was a repressed guy. He was repressed, focused. This whole it's almost like the same thing what happened with Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, I've heard I've heard uh, stories, and I don't know how true it is that Muhammad yeah. Ali was a virgin until he became. I, I never heard that story. It was always I'll implied say, that he was a virgin. Yeah, a lot of these guys <clears throat> fall into that category. But he was fo- you go, oh, you're just starting to live. Right, they were just focused on athletes. So right. all they ever know is the mm-hmm. sport of what, and then they start reaping the area of expertise is, and they never really got to live. Yeah, and I think and that's then they what woke up Tiger. one day in the thirties and went, right. God damn, I got to get the fuck out here." What they call it, so your royal oats. My oats, yeah. But my thing is, why the fuck? Like you said, why are you married, stupid? I don't understand why Tiger. Marry that bitch. Like, yeah. why would you do that? Like, Fuzzy, Ze- Fuzzy Zeller. <laughs> Fuzzy Zeller. That's just one of the names you're never his, quite ready she, for. It always sounds like was a his, fucking cartoon character. Bruh. Yeah, like, 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 like yeah. Uh, like, what, what's the motherfucking name? Every time I hear Fuzzy Zeller's name, I think of the comedian <laughs> yeah. from the Muppets. That motherfucker. Every time I hear that name, I think of him. But, um... Yeah, Fuzzy Zeller, if I'm not mistaken, introduced Tiger to his mm. wife. And she was a fucking nanny. Yeah. She was a nanny. Why would you marry her? She wasn't even, like, crazy bad or anything. Like, he just married well, her. Like, what I understand on the white girl scale, she uh, was pretty high. And pretty high. And that's just the little bit that uh, I know of her. I mean, last time I seen her, she was swinging a golf club. And breaking that nigga's uh, SUV, which actually is hilarious, because she turned up the most of uh-huh. any of the cheated uh-huh. on women. It was the whitest of white women that was kicking ass <laughs> and and breaking shit with your golf clubs. What they say, the same thing make you laugh or make you cry. <laughs> this nigga made his whole career off uh-huh. of golf club golfing and golf clubs and. That that happened to be the thing used against him in his moment of need. <laughs> yeah, live by the sword, die by the sword. My thing is like, why she even get that goddamn mad? She should. She had to know that she was in the money. This bitch. What, what, oh, did, yeah. what did they? What did they the, settle for? She walked with the largest of the shit. She took a lot. She That's broke all, the record, right? All I know, which is. Like three hundred fifty million or something like that. Something really? like that, right? 
most men know the bad deal ain't her leaving. The bad deal is her staying and you having to deal with that shit. <laughs> Which is funny. I thought I forgot who I was talking to, but we were talking about this very topic and I, we were talking about Kobe and I said, his is by far the worst because not only did he have to tell her, well, baby, uh, it seems I've cheated on you, but his was a rape case. <laughs> so you imagine that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Imagine those stares at the back uh-huh. of your fucking head. <laughs> when not only, you know, is, is it and a private it. matter, me and between her and you, you got to figure out some things, but it's a very public. But, but also that happened. Let me school you on something. How Kobe's wife, much respect to her and everything with everything. And so, but we talking about back then, somebody in her camp, her moms, her aunts, somebody told her cause that shit happened early in their marriage. Some of them bitch, some old bitch oh, no, put her on game. And but that's why I'm saying, game. as a man, stay you with almost that nigga. get off. Stay if, with if, that nigga. I get what you, like I, Tigers did, beats your ass with your own golf clubs, breaks mm-hmm. your shit, and tells you mm-hmm. I'm out. That's almost easier mm-hmm. than, than a woman staring at you and going, and hey, you're going to make this shit right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I'm just saying. I think the. I think what all I'm saying is. I think Tiger's wife could do that because nigga, yeah. she, it was almost like a pension. She was vested, so she knew oh, yeah. already what she was entitled to, and that I'm gonna go out with a Absolutely. bang, motherfucker, because I'm getting half anyway. Because I think up to that point, she was married yeah, to like seven, maybe seven years, maybe five, seven years, some shit. Oh, well, no, yeah, but I'm yeah, saying yeah. But it was long enough for her to get something. Kobe's wife, Kobe and his right. wife wasn't together that long. And I think somebody in her camp, because she was a young chick, she was like maybe 20, 21. I'm pretty sure she wanted to leave. But somebody in her camp said, nah, bitch, an older stay, woman. Play an, that long, an older bitch. woman. That's like Juanita, that's like Juanita Jordan. Bruh. Word up. That's what I'm saying. Like Juanita Jordan. Juanita Jordan played. Now, now this is the thing that's funny. Juanita Jordan, they use her a lot. And even I go, yeah, she was smart because she knew Michael was cheating on her all them years or whatever. But she played the long game and then she got out. They, you know, she she got at that she time. She deserved the hers though, uh, from my perspective of meaning there were kids. She deserved. She, yeah, she was. With, she was with, with him for a minute. He wasn't. Yeah, she right, was right, right. He wasn't. She she got the properties, all of that. But but my nigga, but fucking for that nigga to turn up and be a billionaire. Not long after, maybe the 10 years after y'all divorced got finalized, yeah. I know she's punching <laughs> the air. I know she's like, I know she, no, bro. This motherfucker went from, because when she got yeah, him, it was like, God damn, she got him for like a hundred and something million, if I'm not mistaken. It was a lot. It, she broke the, right. she broke the, the Paul McCartney one, because it was Paul McCartney's but wife she, got him, then she got Jordan. So she had the highest number. See, then all, then all Tiger's wife came back. and broke her shit. But for that motherfucker to become a billionaire, yeah. like ten years but later, all of it, I know all of it like, God circles back damn to it. If I'd have hung in there a little longer. Yeah, I hear that's you. like that's like buying Bitcoin. That's like buying Bitcoin. But all of it circles back <laughs> to the Chris Rock joke and I mean which which special movie? Maybe it's bring the pain or bigger black 
Blacker, I think. No, I think it is Bring the Pain that he's breaking down the OJ thing. And like he said, hell, if you got $10 million, you ain't tripping. She take five, you take five. But if you got uh-huh. 30000 <laughs> you might have to move back in with your mama. <laughs> she ain't in love. Fuck that. <laughs> so all of it just kind of circles back to, you know, uh-huh. Jordan ain't crying. Jordan doubled up, you know, so. And I mean, look at Kanye now that he's the richest black man and he's about to go through it. So, and I mean, he just became. No, but I think I heard, I, I heard they have a circle back. Though. Well, I mean, you know, all of that stuff is neither <clears throat> here nor there, meaning that women have broken them in the past and all of that stuff comes down to right. lawyers and whatever. Who cares? I, I'm a broke nigga, so fuck, fuck all of them. I hope. They all lose half they shit. Everybody who fucking got hate more than nigga, me. Nigga, that, well, I'm that, joking, that includes me too. <laughs> fuck you, nigga. <laughs> what, nigga? You yeah, got thirty thousand. <laughs> so again, back to the Chris Rock rule. I ain't even talking about you. But uh, not if my crypto keep going up, my nigga. <laughs> circling back here. You better buy you some cryptos. <laughs> circling back. Circling back to the uh, clown here of the moment, Derek Jackson. That. You know, the book title, actually, when I started looking through this stuff, I was just like, I can't believe they allowed a man to make this much money uh, uh, being this mm-hmm. fucking corny. One of them was, I think, uh, Don't Forget Your Crown. <laughs> that it's just like, nigga. That, that has simp written all over it. <laughs> Don't forget That's simp your written crown. all over it. Uh, I think. Charlemagne the God tagged his episode about Derek Jackson as Don't Forget You're a Clown. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, that's fucking perfect because I remember being mad because I listened to an episode of Brilliant Idiots with Charlemagne and Schultz. And uh, that clown was on there and just thinking, like, don't legitimize mm. this clown, you know, waking up every day and ladies I hope your man has told you you're beautiful and if he hasn't I'm here to tell you you going nigga it's uh-huh. 8am you done told my girl she was beautiful before I could even get the uh-huh. fuck out the bed now she she sitting here mad at me <laughs> talking about why you can't be like Derek bitch cause Derek don't got shit or shit Derek don't going. know you like I do <laughs> and ain't never met you t- telling you don't forget your crown nigga shut up but um, before we got too far off subject, the fact that like you know him dragging his wife out, and as you said, you know, it's like protect your wife, bro. What? Why is that the mm-hmm. the brand? But then you're also saying like you know the, the internet is cruel. Like why did you put Man, her out there like dumb. that? Yeah, it's like she's not a public figure. Protect her. You know, you already embarrassed her you know, on one level, which I can't judge you as a man because we're all flawed just the same. Our weakness is women. So more women, <laughs> you know, that's like, it's just like, dude, what did you drag her into this for? I'm laughing because I'm going out. The, the nigga show shameless. I'm surprised he didn't wake the fucking baby up and bring mm-hmm. it into this. There was a video she posted when she was talking about helmet of salvation, my this that video, 
and you hear all this racket in the background. Yeah. I joked that I said that's Derek getting me shit and moving out because this because she, <laughs> she was hilarious. Because yeah, if you a, go watch the video, there is shit falling and yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Now it's them packing up all these shit. I was saying because I mean she and then that, people talking about. And this is the thing that bugs me out, too, is like, look, like I said, all, m- much respect to old girl. You know, she shouldn't have been brought into that situation. But at the same time, you had women talking on her be- on her that. behalf, like, oh, she's going to a mental breakdown. Oh, she doesn't, because we've all been there. Yeah. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, yo, what is he just a goofy motherfucker? Like, how, how, the, the yeah, how the come she just, oh, it's because it's something he did as to why she's this goofy motherfucker on social media. Yeah, people trying like, to make it no, make sense instead of what is, just letting and I'm it not, be. I'm not uh, letting old boy off the hook at all. He's a fucking clown. What I'm saying is, what if he came home to that every fucking day? Her. I'm talking about the, the way she act and the way that my helmet of salvation. Yeah, my but blah, I'm blah, never blah, a blah, fan blah. of that. And I'm like, that always... come on, yo. It's like, yo, she's goofy, bruh. Like I'm like, what if she just goofy? I'm, I, I'm, I, I, I lean more towards in that one having no. I got sympathy for, saying, for what, 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 what is she going through? Because no, got, I'm not gonna say she's goofy, and I don't even, I don't even care if she is I like think that all is. the time. We not shifting oh, I'm the not. blame or deviating from the fact no, that I'm that not. nigga's a clown. I'm not ass taking nigga. nothing away from that motherfucker at all. Trust me. But also when people, but people who and, autom- and I saw people who automatically create this narrative is because of something he did. She's that way, and I'm like, no, maybe she's that way all the time. I said, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's not you, make this a whole. My point was, it really was none of our fucking business, yeah. and that's why his dumb ass shouldn't have put oh, her on that video. Because j- just as you're saying, it started shining a microscope right. on her. And it's like, no, nigga, on, keep on the blame right yeah. where it belongs. Don't bring her into this and then go make the response to the his own response video and talking in third person. Shut your clown and ass take, up. And, take, and, and, and cut this L. camera off. But, but you blamed, I blamed the people because I say this is somebody that never should have been in power. They empower all the mm-hmm. wrong people. You know, somebody... Empowered strictly on the basis of promising you to be a good guy, like that's cool, but there's no reason for anybody to be mm. famous, you know. And and a house built on sand because look what he just did. And then not only that, but like me, you said earlier, you know, you you can go look at his videos and you go. It's one thing to sit there and tell women what they want to hear all day. It's another thing to throw but, men under the bus uh, by name. Like he had a video about Kevin uh, Hart cheating. Oh, Kevin, you need to do this. And Kevin, you need to do that. Nigga, you need to shut the fuck was talk, up. He was about Gilly, the, Gilly think, the King or whatever. He was talking shit about him. Yeah, he had a video Louis about Ball, him. I think. And you too old, brother, to describe women yeah. in such a manner. You need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Meaning, you know, it's up to each man individually to decide how he wants to, what's the word I want to say, I guess, present his own relationships uh-huh. and how he wants to speak about women even, you know. And I mean, we've seen it a thousand times uh-huh. within comedy. It's the dude that's telling you who he ain't. 
That mm. is. So it's like this ain't no Scooby Doo episode. We don't need a van and six teenagers and a dog to figure out the fact that you're hiding your own flaws by shining a light on everybody else's. Oh, Kevin Hart, you need to do better. And it's just like, dude, stay out. Mind your fucking business. It just very much came off like the dude that hang around all the girls yeah. in high school. And you just looking at him like, fam, that's not your role. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and then it start, started down the line of, like I said, questioning the wife that it's just like, no, you're supposed to protect her. We're not even supposed to know who she is. Why would you put her on camera? And then women is who it really exposed because you say to yourself, well, A, he wasn't cheating with his damn self. B, the woman that got with him really did that shit on purpose. Oh, yeah, she exposed like, him. She just wanted to yeah. tear him down. That's the shit I didn't understand either. Like, and, why? Like, you a clown for that, too. It's like you involved yourself with a married man. You knew what the fuck you was doing. But then when it didn't work out the way you wanted to, now you want to expose him. It's like. I don't. I don't get. I don't get that. I don't well, that get was it. the whole reason she did it. To me, was to so she could run tell because there's really no value in cheating with somebody like <clears> that <throat> because you know, just as I said earlier, anybody else, any man of stature or, or uh-huh. famous person, the value is look, I was with the Rock uh-huh. or whoever, right? And then people go, oh, cool, I like him in this movie. I like him in that. With this clown, you can't even brag because people go, who the hell is that? And then they have to explain, oh, this is just a nigga that for some reason has gotten famous to women being stupid and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And the entire thing is just that he's a good guy. So I think she definitely wanted to just ruin everything he had going. And this nigga's so stupid, he did uh-huh. it. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. So then it started started this whole silly conversation of women pointing at other women and going, wouldn't you cheat on her too? And, and as a man, I'm sitting on the other side going, I cheat on all you bitches. It don't got nothing to do with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, that's your own narcissism, thinking that what I need to do or t- want to take down got anything to do with right. you. And I mean, you know, showing one woman dressed this way and another woman dressed like that. And I'm going, shit, I'll cheat opposite. I'll cheat with the bonnet girl. So what the fuck are you even talking about? The bonnet chicks be having the best pussy. But that's another conversation for another day. It's been at home mm, all that day. Word up. Shit like in a rotisserie. <laughs> shit like in a rotisserie. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, I I was glad that clown got caught up and hopefully that'll be the end of women making men under forty under fifty famous for relationships. You're probably right. Because because Uh, look, relationship goals haven't seen No, they got a new one, bro. They got a new one that they share all the time now. You don't be seeing it? Justin Labor. Hold on, Justin let me say Labor. this before we before we. He, he's the new one. Oh, he's the new one. He's the he's the new okay, generation. So... Derek Jackson. Derek Jackson. Hilarious. Derek Jackson got an early air part of Instagram. 
Now you got Justin LeBoy. The only mm-hmm. difference is Justin LeBoy don't put his shit. He don't put himself out there. He has the memes. And bitches share those memes. Yeah, they yeah. share those memes. To, the oh, my God. Yo, sometimes I don't even know if the memes come from a guy or a girl. Because sometimes the memes be... Well, you know who I, they come You know, the memes be like, if my nigga is such and such and such. I'm like, wait, is Justin LeBoy, is this a guy? I had to, like, ask somebody, is this a chick? No, I get you. Yeah, you had to. I had to look up who he was recently too, and kind of take take that whole thing in of just like he. What is he? He's the mean. But I think he's the mean Drake. He's the Drake of memes. Okay, so yeah, telling women what they want to hear again. So I'll say this about him at least. At least there's some like I think, and this is my own assessment form of. That you're un- supposed to understand that what he's saying is tongue tongue in cheek, meaning a little bit of like, but you're supposed the joke is that I'm lying and that I'm pandering. Whereas with Derek Jackson, there was no joke or tongue in cheek involved. That nigga really meant, and I mean the most disgusting part that I don't even think we've discussed yet about uh-huh. Derek Jackson was. That not only would he offer bad dating advice and tell women that they don't ever need to improve, uh-huh. but but that he would basically tell them any guy they're dealing with that is less than perfect, they need to get rid uh-huh. of, re- keeping them single, right, right, <laughs> and chasing perfection. It, it, pursuit of this perfect guy that doesn't. Man, you got hiccups or something? You all right? Nah, it's just as I talk, obviously I've been oh, sick right. and I gotta catch my rhythm and you know. No, I, yo, I was about to become fucking uh, concerned. I'm like, yo, you all right? The fuck? <laughs> right. Well, also, I was so full of hate for Derek Jackson that I have to, my words have to load and process. <laughs> I'm like, like, this so, nigga, I so just want to choke I'm that like, nigga. nigga hey, over here buffering. Extra funny E before I forget. Hey, they pulled up that nigga's Oh my god, I was about to say and, that earlier, yeah. And pictures of Bonnet Girl at the game with him and you go, you dirty motherfucker. Yo, yeah, I seen it. <laughs> your ass was out there doing a whole lot of nothing and she was watching your old Division 3 right. ass. You want to talk about the narcissist. <laughs> you you made brought her. that poor girl out here and embarrassed yeah. her. Straight robbed her of all, robbed her of her youth and everything. That girl could have been somewhere else better so you off. Mentioned, you mentioned Justin LeBoy here, so we'll transition a little. And obviously, we had near the mark, but so probably may, maybe 10 yeah, more minutes. I so we'll uh, transition here from that to the whole controversy with Quavo and Sweetie. Oh. And, Justin LeBoy is there for some reason. And women doing podcasts and saying shit and not realizing, like, yeah, but but your boyfriend can hear this. Uh And that set off a whole thing with Quavo that he got rid of her, obviously, but led right up to, I guess, this week, the clip of them in the elevator that Every nigga is laughing because we're going ele- uh, elevator right. again. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, back to Ray Rice and Janae Rice, Oof. and then up to Jay Z and Solange. 
that it's just like you niggas stay off these elevators. And I mean, people viewing the clip obviously and trying to make Quavo into the second coming of Ike Turner. Yeah. I, you obviously saw the clip. I mean, what did you? Think um, I, I really don't. I thoughts? actually don't have any thoughts because I didn't really even see it. To be honest with you, I saw something, but I didn't really pay. Like I was in my own give a fuck mode, so I saw people right. talking about it, and I saw a short clip. What I saw of it didn't didn't look anything near like the Ray Wright shit. It looked like a performance. What I saw, right. what I saw of it was him trying to get a, a, a Xbox or a PlayStation or something. And she snatched it from his That's hand. That's what people were saying was in she the bag. It, but yeah, but she know. snatched it from him. He grabbed it back. And she swung, she swung on him yeah, before. Yeah, I saw that. And it was just like, I, I kind of laughed and went, woo, they are in love. Because it's just like, yeah, a lover's quarrel that if, if any dude overreacted, it's like, bro, don't act like you and your girl. You never had to, I ain't going to say hit your girl, but put your hands on her, meaning like stop that bitch from smacking your face right, off right. or whatever. We've all, all all at least been there or or been Jay-Z blocking, which is the um, only two options, you know, is to restrain her or block. Mm-hmm. So Quavo took the, the first option of restraining her, basically, and she's so goofy, she wound up falling. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of stared at her, which I laughed because I said, I know it's over because he didn't reach out to pick her up. <laughs> he let her stay there. And I've been there, the dude of, oh, this bitch is so mad. She's swinging and has fallen. And guess what? The love is gone. I'm not helping uh-huh. you up. I don't fucking owe you that. But you saw women clearly thought that even after swinging on him, and missing and falling from basically her own weight that she was still owed some sort uh-huh. of <laughs> pickup or sympathy that it's just like you get got yourself down there get yourself the, the fuck uh-huh. up it's yeah i mean that's the thing i always talk about like i always um bring up with with my wife i'll be talking about how on social media they it's always this um this thing where women can be as toxic as they can towards men, but the but they never expect any retaliation of any sort because they don't. Well, they say, that's what it's made like, me laugh about the conversation like, was that people immediately jumped to how bad Quavo was, and I'm standing here going, "Oh, now morals matter. That nigga's a felon, and the bitch didn't weigh any of that before dating him." Mm-hmm. But now that the fella has turned on her, and I mean, mean, mean as a, as I say that, let me say that I don't think he did anything wrong there. But I'm just saying, you're dating bad boys, and then judging their behavior, bitch. I don't care. I would only care if you were dating a pastor, and all of this happened. Mm-hmm. But you are dating a man with gun charge, possession charge here marijuana charges, whatever the fuck. Uh-huh. All sorts of charges. And you made it all the way to to this side and then a bunch of the women's response was I better not see y'all laughing. And I'm going, oh, now you have morals that start start with me laughing. 
but didn't start with the fact that you're dating a felon. So it's just funny to me of like, where do y'all morals even begin? Which a lot like, what's her name? Caruche or whatever that dated uh, Chris Brown after uh-huh. Rihanna. You know, when it was over, she pulled the same crap. Oh, well, he was abusive. He was this. Well, where was all of that in the decision-making process to date the nigga? Bitch, I don't care. That's because that's because <laughs> women, much like guys, we do this shit too, right? But at least guys, we 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 we're we are willing to take the account of we don't we take, ask for we, a right. We took the accountability of it, right? But people get into certain relationships with people just much like drugs, right? Just like when, remember when they had that bad batch of uh, heroin that was out or when motherfuckers was dropping dead from fentanyl and drug addicts kept... Yeah, like the color right, hot shot. And, and drug addicts kept buying the shit because people were dying, but they wouldn't keep them from getting the shit. They would still be like, man, I got to try that shit. It's killing motherfuckers. It's the same shit right. motherfuckers do in relationships. If they, if a woman sees Chris Brown as this, and he's this bad boy, he's this abusive motherfucker, he's this, he's that, they want to put themselves as tribute to see if they can be the saving grace to turn this bad boy around. He, I, I changed put, him. I changed him. I had the power. Girl, I know he right. used to be right. women, but not, not me. me. It was all body shots with us. <laughs> it was like, what? Right. But they... <laughs> but you know she wants to be the one she think her pussy gonna change his life and it's like when they get there and they realize no to this nigga pussy is pussy and he gonna be who he is then they come then running they, back right. out like oh my god I can't to say right. to us can you believe he he's trying to hit yeah. me bitch yeah I can believe because that's how he got to right <laughs> it's the same shit with guys you didn't believe the last woman yes and then they'll say that shit. Well, believe all women. Well, you didn't believe the last bitch. Right. So it's the same shit we do. What are you God, saying? We do the same shit. We'll see a chick, but the difference is, we'll take. We'll we take have to it. charge it. To we have to game. charge it to the game. It's like, look, man, I knew that bitch was shit, but yo, she fine as fuck. We don't bro. get to get <laughs> sit up on MTV crying. Right. We don't get there. We don't get. Everyone uh, just goes, yeah. We you knew she was a crazy drug addict bitch when you. Married Look, and then, but but then what like, we say to each other? We like, yo, man, she was fine though. Or we be like, man, that pussy was good though. I couldn't. Right. right. And we be like, you know, so that's it, what is, I, it is what it is. By women because they, they never never have to take it on the chin mm. to where it's always crying time and documentary time, and we going. Didn't Rihanna tell you all this stuff? Mm-hmm. So how are you here telling us that? And I'm still supposed to feel sorry again. Right. I don't. Right. And that's what I'm saying for Sweetie. Of, And then hers was double bad. And I'll say this. Typically, I don't give a damn about people dating each other, meaning like the whole celebrity couple thing. Uh-huh. But what made her so bad, and I'll say even out to the other Migos dude, what is his name? The one that's with Cardi B? Takeoff and, and Cardi, right. To the point of you're bragging to us, and that's what makes you being cheated on funny. Uh-huh. Because you can't shut up long enough telling us about the niggas. And it's almost a joke of, of like, wink, wink. Right. Because what is the Cardi bragging line? Uh, I don't cook. I don't I clean. don't clean. Let me show you. I got this ring. And it's almost it's like... 
Well, b- bitch, are you bragging? Because the girl, girl last week just released the DMs. Uh. So do you really have a ring? You have a ring because you have low fucking standards. Uh-huh. That's not nothing to brag to me about. So, so to, for this one, uh, sweetie or whatever, which we ain't even going to get into the fact that the only songs that she has that anyone knows are bad remakes of Too Short and PD Pablo that it's just like, bitch, you can barely rap. Uh. But she was bragging, I'd say one or two months ago about how, girl, if he can't buy you a Birkin bag, you need to leave him. And in the cliff is Quavo and he's kind of smiling. It's just like, okay, well, looks like you forsake morality for money. So, bitch, ha-ha. Pick yourself up off the floor and I don't have not an ounce of sympathy for you. Because you were so dumb you were bragging to us. Oh, well, he cheated on me. We don't care because you were just here bragging. Let him buy you another purse and y'all get the fuck on. Right. Yeah. The, but the, yeah. We'll, yeah. It, it. Uh. The. The whole. Like the fucking. Um. Yeah. They expect. I don't. I don't have no sympathy for them. It, like I said, I, I dealt with a lot of this shit with my sisters, not my daughter. It's like women in general, bro. They just. They. They just spew out a whole bunch of shit, and they don't ever ex- expect accountability. And, and, and then they'll complain about. Yeah, they have no com- accountability on the front end but wanted all the accountability on the back end. And mm-hmm. you going, I would have told you to date this guy or that guy. So now I can't help you. Right. He don't give a damn about the police and his own criminal record. Mm-hmm. Although, let me say, a lot of those charges are bogus and trumped up and rappers should have guns at the rate that they die. Mm. So I am with respect to the fact that they get harassed, but I'm just saying even the things that he raps about, those aren't good things. So don't come here to me crying as if you chose to date a good guy (laughs) and all of this happened. Right. You chose to date a bad boy and you got bad results. Uh But, uh, before we get out of here, I guess we'll go to um, DMX passing, which any thoughts that you had, I guess, on that? Um, Yeah, just uh, and I remember, I was just expressing it on Facebook, but I remember when uh, It's Dark and Hell is Hot Drop, man, and that guy, uh, dude, he was... Game shifting. Dude, he, he was a phenomenon, bro. He was a phenomenon. There was yes. no other... There's no other way you had never heard anybody that sounded like him. You had never heard a voice like that. Even all of his songs, like I was bumping, it's dark. And I'm not generally a nigga like that, that when a famous person dies and all of a sudden they become a fan of his music and you and they bump their music. You're like, man, you wasn't a fan of that. Like when David Bowie died, now all of a sudden all these David yes. Bowie fans is everywhere. It's like, and it's just come like, on, bro. Yeah, you I was, if I wasn't a fan, but, Bowie, but yeah. no, like DMX's album, Bro, I remember playing that shit over and over and over again because he was just so imaginative. Like, his album, that first album sounded like a movie. 
It could have been a movie. And he, he could have made It's Dark and Hell is Hot a movie because that's how graphic I'll it was. I'll add to that that it was a game shifter because you got to remember where rap was then. And yeah. for myself, I'll say shiny at suit. the time, shiny suit ever. Bling, bling. Did he come did he come in off of what, what wasn't quite the actual bling bling era, meaning Wayne hadn't quite coined the term yet, but coming off of the shiny suit era, did he dominate in his charts mm-hmm. with this 80s reheated sound mm-hmm. microwave? Mm-hmm. And I guess Biggie had just passed, so they're coming off that album, and that's what 10 times platinum. Then you roll straight straight from that into Diddy and uh, No Way Out. Yeah, him becoming the biggest star on his own label uh-huh. that nobody could predict. Uh-huh. That album, No Way Out, uh-huh. 10 times platinum. Right. Him remixing Lisa Lisa, been around the world. And it's just like, cool, but you could start to feel people wanted something else. Right. And then Jay-Z came out. Him rolling, him rolling from that into um Mace's, Mace's album, album right. Platinum. Mace, same I, thing. Reheated eighties, and then boom, DMX just kind of came out of mm-hmm. nowhere and flipped shit upside down. And I mean, but also around think, you're describing what but, two albums in was it eight months? Six months, yeah. That keep back to back bangers of platinum. Back to back, and, bangers, yeah, and yo. just such an anti shiny suit Diddy thing, and what that I think it sticks out in my memory because the, at the height of both of those labels, you know, the lock is stuck in the middle uh-huh. and demanded to get out of the, uh, off of Bad Boy over the Rough Riders that was DMX's camp. So yeah, just and then basically but, he stomped out the shiny suit era with him. That, that and also what's, what's hard for people to believe or, or even recall is that Jay-Z was kind of the, on the back burner during that, during that well, run right Jay's there. Well, interesting because Jay, Jay was alive the whole time. Whereas X was kind of the first new thing, but that's what. But I'm saying is like Biggie and Pac died. I'm saying, but Jay Z had dropped Reasonable Doubt. Reasonable Doubt came out '97, if I'm not mistaken, '96, '97. Then Volume 96. the Volume One came out right after that, and Volume One, the Volume is Two produced, came out. In, volume Two, but Volume One is half produced by, the, by, Puff by Puffy and the Trackmasters. And and, but, and the I guess at the time the uh, sentiment was, nigga, we're trying to get away from the whole Biggie sound and right, the, right. And here here you are sitting right next to the very motherfucker that 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 the game was kind of going away from at the time. Right. And like I said, DMX to me represented that shift because. Yeah. Just like just like we just said, Jay Z was working with Puff. Yeah. So his sound but was kind of stuck in that at the time. Yeah. And, and his then sound boom, changed. DMX comes with these albums. And then that helped Jay Z. If you hear, listen to In My Life Volume Two, like you said, his sound on that echoed what what uh 
BMX and, and the Rough Riders was putting out because that grittiness. Because not quite, the, but it no, was I'm saying it, 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 I'm saying it, it didn't. It, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, uh, and then you have to remember, not only did DMX come out with It's Dark, and then six months later you had Flesh of My Flesh, right? Flesh of My Flesh. But then you had the Rough Riders mixtape that came out Volume the one, following yeah. summer that had the Classics. streets on fire, yo. That like, Rough Riders literally still see, uh, tough. A lot of the, a lot of the, uh, a lot of these artists who, who are. <clears throat> who are popular and famous now, who get millions of streams, and you hardly know who they are because they are able to build a cult following, don't really understand the magnitude of artists in of yesteryear. And it's hard to say that now because we're older. Well, it's but hard way, to quantify but, but, but way, because sales don't matter. Yeah, and I guess sales that. was kind of... Right. I would, wouldn't say it was the uh, the standard, but a, a big part of the equation yeah, I get, uh, of uh, how big of a star you yeah, were at the time. But I ain't even talking about that. I'm talking about legitimate celebrity, legitimate, like you said, someone who made a cosmic shift in an industry, somebody who had legit, like these artists that you hear of and you'd be like, oh, yeah, this guy, he's, I'm like, who is this motherfucker? Like, I don't know who this guy is. But everybody back then knew who DMX was. Much like they won't understand how ever people still can't to this day, young motherfuckers can't understand to this day how famous Michael Jackson was. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, all it's of that like is hard you for cannot, you cannot understand. So different. It's different. Yeah, it's different because oh, I got a million streams. I did such and such and this and that. Yeah, but nigga, you still a nobody. Related, like it's an insulated <laughs> you thing. You still a nobody. That's it. You thing now. It's very much right. You are famous, but only famous to your audience at that this point. And I'll say that because now it's YouTube to your audience, right? that you look at the, the video casual observer, the casual you go or I go, oh, 18 million views and followers. I'm the outsider. Yeah, but I don't know who this motherfucker is. It's so hard to quantify right. because but, but still, you still go, MTV, who is this motherfucker? Like, running together and, and a lot of times playing the same shit that it's just... It was always on. So it's, it, it, it's... yeah. Oh, that, oh, don't not just MTV BT. Right. Nigga, don't forget video music box and also the video choice channels. The video choice channels played a huge role in motherfuckers being able to find out how famous they were because people were literally and, paying uh, per play for your video to be on TV. You had right. to call, put in a code, put your credit card number in, or, or charge it to your phone bill, and people paid to see your <laughs> video. And that motherfucker's video was old. every and I'll say, day. His I'll video say, was like I'll that. I said about him switching His, the whole oh, yeah, but that was It was a great time, time, though. Think about even the videos that you're talking about to where anything coming out of New York was very much affected by Puff or Diddy, whatever the fuck niggas want to call him this year, um, to the point mm-hmm. where the mm-hmm. look of it, and we mentioned mm-hmm. the shiny suits that get joked on now, which, you know, Puffy and Mace, the Mo Money, More Problems video, that's actually a Biggie song, but they're, they're, so, they're so heavy in it, and he had passed, 
to where it felt like their song. Right. And every video, there's a Mercedes and DMX switching the whole aesthetic from, nigga, I might not even have a car. In fact, there might be a bike. Mm-hmm. And we're riding bikes. And you and looking we had, at we're, it going, We're in front of the bodega. Right. Yeah, it like that yeah, whole if you if you, if you want to look at it like this, Puffy and them was the WWF, and DMX and the Rough Riders was ECW. <laughs> Hilarious! <laughs> All of a sudden, there's Large no uh, referee right. even present. Yeah. You go yeah, exactly. The this nigga had pit bull dog. Ain't no referee. Yeah, yeah motorcycles. Yeah, motorcycles and the, the four wheelers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. And I mean, like I said, I. I'll forever love that time period. And like you said, even the shift, like I said, then the kind of becoming, he was the first new star from the East Coast. And like I said, you know, the whole aesthetic just switched. And from him and those two albums, it felt like everything new, even somebody like Jay-Z that was around, Right. You know, up to them doing uh, money cash hoes together. Right. And which the joke was at the time, money cash hoes, money and cash are the same thing, nigga. Mm, mm, mm. (laughs) And it's just like, yeah, but we don't care. We want to hear that nigga bark. Or that, uh, yeah, DMX was the first first legitimate hip hop superstar, rap superstar of our period. He was bigger than everybody. Like didn't look the or casual, feel like anything. Yeah, and the cat, the casual person knew who who knew who uh, DMX was. And I'll if say for a the fan, podcast, he's definitely a tough talk Hall of Famer because some of those lyrics, even back then, they were funny. <laughs> mm. I, I think I want one song. The motherfucker just goes, "I'm not a nice person." It's like what? I've been a smack the shit at you twice, dog, and that's before I start cursing. And you're like, nah, this dude doesn't care about anything on nah, MTV I or I just, BET. I, nigga, I just listened to a lyric off off of his uh off of his album. Damn, what the fuck? I can't remember what song it was, but pretty much what he was like. He said, "I take you." He said, "If you if I if you got a daughter, I'm a I'm a raper too or something. Take her right down in the kitchen floor, right in front of you." <laughs> he said, now will you let me? Now will you let me fuck for a little bit long? Will you? Oh, I was like, God man. damn! <laughs> like, cause he's talking about a nigga trying to kill him, and he shows up to yeah. his house and, and like he would yo, take it there, nigga. I was listening. I was like, God damn! Let's, oh, but this is the thing. This is what puts him in a tough talk Hall of Fame since you since you uh, brought that up. I love, and th- this will make him a tough talk Hall of Famer. And I was just joking with my wife and a friend of mine about this. So many women love that song, How It's Going Down. Mm-hmm. But in the song, he completely plays this bitch out. Oh, yeah. That's what the entire song is about. Like, how this chick wasn't shit, and he used her for sex, and he used her to run his drugs. All while she was cheating on him, cheating on her baby father with him. And at the end, she wanted him to, she wanted to be with him. And in the end, he told her, yo, he said, you belong to cuz. Couldn't belong to me. You had two kids by this nigga. I knew you was wrong for me. 
but we always be best of friends. Ha ha. Bad love, boo. To the end. Ha ha. I love yo, that he would always kind of spell out his last. Yo, but it's hilarious, yo, because so many women love that song. And I'm like, y'all, and y'all wonder why you pick the men you do. Right. Yeah, a lot <laughs> of Because he plays this chick out. From the time he was playing her, from the time he met her, yo. Yeah. As soon as he found out she had to do them living out their own actual lives through those rhymes. Yo, bro, that that puts him in the tough talk Hall of Fame right there. It's like you got, and he, if you think about it, he is the he is a realer version. He was the realer version of what a Derrick Jackson was. <laughs> it was like, he led this bitch on, and then all the way at the end, Well, if you he, hear so like, barking, you gotta know that there's listen, nothing serious coming bro, from this. <laughs> bro, I remember, man, when I was in high school, my old high school girlfriend, and we still friends with it, but she was in love with that motherfucker, yo. Mm-hmm. You couldn't tell her shit about DMX. She was all in on DMX, bro. Yeah. All in. All in with that motherfucker, man. Great memories, though. Yeah, definitely great memories, and like we've been saying, just switch the whole aesthetic, like I said. Back in the day, it was very much rappers, what car are you going to rhyme about? And I think he's even got some bars that need to fuck your car. I don't care about a pretty bitch or watch or a car. Well, no, that was that, nah, that ain't him. Lock. That ain't him. That was Sheik That's Luke. a lot on Jay-Z but, and Sheik. But yeah. you see the fact that they got together. That was the same My bad. Style yeah. yeah, right. But that was the same aesthetic. And I think he might even, DMX might be on that song, though. Reservoir no, Dogs. That was not. That was not. That's Jada Kiss, Beanie Siegel, and Jay Z. But that was their DMX. whole aesthetic, yeah. was, right. you know, everybody just kept showing you cars and rapping about cars. And these motherfuckers, nigga, we on bikes and four wheelers. Mm-hmm. And, but I'll mm-hmm. say this about him in death. It struck me as odd because he's 50, right? And mm-hmm. when you look at his contemporaries and when they said, okay, well, he overdosed and was found in his home, and I think they said they tried to resuscitate him. I'm saying, well, how is somebody of this stature alone? You know? Mm-hmm. It's a little sad because when I think of his contemporaries, I think of obviously Jay that Jay's married with kids, so you can't imagine him overdosing and being found alone. You think of Nas, who, you know, keeps himself, he looks fairly young and was married to Khalees and dated Nicki Minaj, and then you think about even Common, that they're the same age, I think both 50, mm-hmm. that Common might not be married, but you can't uh, um, imagine him being found overdosing alone. And I mean, mm-hmm. keeps a woman, right? From Serena up to, what is it, Tiffany Haddish now. That it's just like, I I wonder why there w- wasn't a woman or somebody there to kind of catch him when he fell, if that makes sense. No, I got you. But shit, he's, he's been, you know, he's probably a loner, though. You got people who are loners. I think so. That were, you know what I mean? Like, they you know what also strikes me as odd, looking at his concert clips. There's no hype, man. Mm, he didn't need. He one was yet. one of the motherfuckers that they would rush him to the hospital after performance. See, he would perform so hard, you know, mm-hmm. like it was his last. Mm-hmm. And and there was no one to shout his bars out, or he maybe he didn't want that. 
appearance. It was always just him. So Drag think, on used to be on stage. I think you might be right about him being a loner, which is yeah. kind of sad. And you know, I'm saying that about you know Jay having a woman in common and Tiffany Haddish a, a little of like at its least a woman or a relationship. Right. A woman is someone to make sure you're all right and someone to hold you accountable to say, nigga, you're drunk again? Or nigga, you're high, you're not right. 25 anymore. That's not a thing you need to be doing. So it just made me a little sad. I'm like, damn, I wish he had someone there to steer him in the other direction. Or, or someone there to hold him accountable and say, dog, you're not fucking 20 anymore. Well, there is, there, there is a narrative out there that he got the COVID oh, shot, night. and that's actually what killed him, but that's neither here nor there. Well, yeah, I've been seeing that narrative, although I'll say that feels a little like what people want it to be, whereas, whereas the actual report that came out said he had battled COVID and kind of made it past it, but had some lingering effects. And then that he had overdosed because you say, well, what about the other three overdoses and him checking into a hospital? I think niggas want it to be the COVID shot, which I'm just like, ah, you niggas are. You know, the same was when Prince died. No, nah, I believe they killed Prince. Oh, man. dog. Fuck that. He just I still had believe his they Shut up, nigga. I, I be one of them niggas, man. Listen, bro. That shit. Uh, that shit don't get past me, niggas. man. That shit don't get past. I believe. <laughs> I believe they killed. Because uh, my thing always for Prince was. I think he was 58, and so niggas got to doing the math, and I'm going, oh, well, you, you know, my grandma's 67 or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm going, how many world tours your grandma been on? How, how many sleepless nights in the studio of, like, you know, sometimes you aren't your age, you're, you're experiencing your flights and, and yeah, being up not- all night and yeah. Like I said, world tours that it's just like yeah, but also even his, Michael Jackson also, died trying to gear up for by a tour. doctor too. So <clears throat> yeah. yeah, what's the name? Hilarious, Fucking... a black doctor <laughs> that they keep. Oh, trust the shot. It's made by a black woman, and it's like yeah, Yo, Michael took that shot from a Guilty black Simpson doctor. Got one of the bitch. best lines Fall ever. Back. He said, "When I hit the stage, it's no worry because I'm murdering mics like Conrad Murray." Uh, that's one of my favorite lines of all time. <laughs> Hilarious, but uh, yeah, just I I wish he had someone there. I'm pretty sure people have tried, man, like but said, you know. You know, one yeah, of the things that I was watching you know. today was Roxanne Shantae talking about how, which is something I didn't know about X, was that he was a foster child. And a lot of foster children are are um, are loners. They're loners because right. they don't trust many people. And that probably affected his relationship with women loners. and affected, you know, a lot of different relationships with people. So he probably likes to be, you know, uh, isolated. Yeah, he likes to be isolated. He likes to be down to his own. Even down there, as I'm saying, you know, hype man that he probably didn't trust anybody or feel like he should be paying somebody to do that type of job, which 
yeah, you're right. It's no, a foster child. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, like he was telling the no story. No mother, father. Mother it's all throughout his a, a boy's, uh, what they call it? A, a boy's house or a boy's center or whatever. Pretty much a boy's home, yeah. And told him he was, they were there just to visit and boy's he ended home. up leaving him there. And he was a little boy. Yeah. So you got to yeah. imagine, you, you were betrayed Probably, but she—you got to think about it. You so were betrayed she was by one person who, who you who who you look to the love, yeah, and right, yeah. And after you're yeah. supposed to, right, and usually and she we betrayed. at least so you got to think about how that, mother. yeah. So you got to think about how that affects a person and their development growing up, that. right. Oh, definitely. Probably the sadness throughout his work. Yeah, he's I mean, never had that mother's love. Slip and fall and can't get up. Of like, that's one of the best but most dark songs of all mm-hmm. time. And I mean, it's kind of right. his life story all the way to the end. So sad that the man is gone, but at least, like I said, that and as we said earlier, the love is not fake that love was shown while he was alive and you know what also strikes me as odd about his career was he was never one of them or to stay relevant stay relevant yeah no nah. or to stay in our face of like he had grand champ mm. he dropped that back right. in like 2004 or 5 yeah. and kind of just left right. And I mean, obviously, really, the movies. He was a really, he was a, he was a really good actor, though. In fact, the dude I, I like, was he was a pretty a good legit actor. action star, right? Yeah, and was toe to toe with, toe to toe with Jet Li, and yeah, there aren't a lot of people that you could say that for. Almost a reluctant star in a way, because the stories now that he's passed of you know him mopping the floor at a Waffle House in Buffalo, yeah. New York, and the staff all has the pictures, and he's smiling. You got 15 seconds. You know, in the pictures, and they're like, yo, he made our night. But Okay, yeah, because we was about and, to wrap it up anyway, but uh, go ahead. Yeah, I got a couple of shows coming up. You got um, shows be on the next week. And look at my our podcast, I mean, look at my Instagram, which is Ibrahim Khalif, I-B-R-A-H-I-M. K H A L I F and a uh, comedy album is coming after Ramadan. So, dope. Okay. Uh, well, congratulations on that. And uh, per usual, y'all can find me at I am Phil Hunt, and any dates are are there yeah. on my social we, media and stuff. We got that virtual show. You want to plug that? That virtual so show is on the twenty ninth. Thanks for listening. All right, so uh, we gotta we gotta talk about gotta. that, and <laughs> so yeah, so nah, right, I'm not gonna plug it, but we'll 